The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you for the wonderful introduction and good morning. Today is November 13th, 2022, and you're in tune to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. Here are the topics that will be discussed, and you know what they are, this morning on this week's edition. A big red wave coming. Sleepy Joe just guaranteed a red wave in Pennsylvania. We think we're going to have a big red wave in Michigan. Democrats are bracing for the worst case scenario, a red tsunami. We are officially on a red tsunami watch. Sean, we're going to see a red tsunami. Red tsunami grows. And lastly, your prediction for tonight. I think we're going to have a red wave. I think it's going to be maybe bigger than anyone thought. The vast majority of races are decided. Biden and Democrats outperform most recent incumbent presidents, including Obama and Clinton, in similar midterms. Candidates tied to Trump and his brand of MAGA big lie politics repeatedly did worse than more old school Republicans. And a Republican Party that's publicly loyal to Trump in extreme terms, as we've all experienced for the last five years, is suddenly quite clearly saying the obvious. Trump dragged that party down and fanned extreme insurrection-adjacent politics that made the GOP really blow it in what was a big opportunity. Part of the problem, uh, I don't think there's any question in my mind, that hurt Republicans all over, is Donald Trump. Some are also knuckleheads with strange beliefs and closets full of problems. Many of these remarkably weak candidates came courtesy of Donald Trump. There's a very high correlation between MAGA candidates and big losses. A true leader understands that it's time to step off. Former President Trump could announce a White House run for 2024 as soon as Tuesday. But after the midterms, the GOP seems to be split on the best candidate for president. There's a lot of talk about whether or not it's going to be Trump or DeSantis. What does that mean for the future of the Republican Party? Two-thirds of Americans in exit polls say that they don't think you should run for re-election. What is your message to them, and how does that factor into your final decision? Online radio at its best. All raindrops have one job, is to work their way back home. To the river, to the stream, to the ocean. When we're born, we have one thing to do. God don't give a damn about a Ph.D. like your daddy, God, like your mama, God. You're rich, you're poor, you can read, you can't read. God has one law. When you come here, the only thing you have to do is work your way back home. You better be as clean when you get back as you was when I put you here. You're not born a racist or a bigot or a thief or a murderer. You pick that up on the way. Just that simple. Now, y'all play all the games you want. Get hung up in all the churches you want. Be full of hatred. Let somebody reduce you below your dignity and don't know you violating the universal God. Let a bunch of thugs control your food. A bunch of hoodlums control your education, everything. They got engineered animals 
that you put on your table every day and America's the only country don't have to put on the label that they've been cloned and you think you're free. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the caller number. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's the serious side on a beautiful Sunday morning, a little chilly in the great state of Texas. But I hope you are enjoying this day wherever you may be, wherever you are, listening to the sound of my voice. Of course, I'm Jay Ralph. Thank you so much for spending a portion of your Sunday with us. And of course, I never share this stage by myself. Uh, my big sis is in the house. Mr. Les is in the house as well. Let's say good morning to them both. Vanessa May Belly from the McAnally. Good Sunday morning to you. How are you, Big Sis? I'm good, babe. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hi, Good morning to you. Good morning to you, the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side. The one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house this morning as well. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to you and Juan. Good morning, Nessa and Juan. Good morning, Kathleen Wong. Good morning, Rich Sister Wong. Good morning, Billiard Wong. Good morning, Man of Music. And good morning, my brother Hawking. Good morning, my brother Jerome. Oh, and good morning, Momo B. Thank you, Momo B. Look at you. Oh, man, look at you, man. That list gets longer and longer and longer. And I just, man, it's funny to hear you try to get everybody in. I don't mind kissing beautiful women. I don't mind kissing there you beautiful go. women in the morning, brother. I don't. Uh-uh. As long as, as long as you brush your teeth, I don't think they have a problem with it either. The number is three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. On a beautiful Sunday, a lot to talk about this morning. Now you've guessed it. Today's show is all about what happened last week. But you know what time it is. At this part of the show, we talk about things that we will not talk about for the next two hours. You know, Mr. Elias, I saw this story about the world's dirtiest man. Did you see this story? This guy. No, I did not. The world's dirtiest man, he had gone, I want to say, over 30 years without taking a bath. He oh, lived uh, in some foreign country. He had barnacles on him. Oh, okay, oh. Vanessa saw it. This guy looked like something from... No, I didn't. Like a Marvel... Okay, he looked like a character from a Marvel movie. I mean, because his skin was oh. so hardened. He, But listen, here's the deal. So the local town villagers wanted to give him a bath and he says listen I don't feel comfortable about this this guy's 90 something years old and he's homeless he lives out they build a little house for him to come in you know come in and uh, stay the night but he lives out in the wilderness man and so they gave him a bath and he died a week later oh good god wow how do you feel about that ain't that crazy he said look I'm concerned so his body, and this is what I tell people all the time, folks who say, well, I can't last in jail. You can adapt to any situation that you're in. You don't think you can, uh-huh. but you can. So this guy uh-huh. lived, you know, he was dirty. I mean, he hadn't taken a bath in years. And when they said, let's give him a bath and cut your hair, he says, hey, I'm concerned about that. And it kind of reminds uh-huh. me of the story we talked about last week. Remember the young boy telling his mom, look, what if I drown? It's like yeah. you need to listen, and so that you know. But he agreed. They gave him a bath, and he died, man, a, a week later. Mm. Wow, sorry to hear that, man. Really, I mean, if you happy the way you are, leave people alone. I've learned that. Man. Let people be who the hell they gonna be, and what they gonna be, and how they gonna be. Man. If he's happy, and if 
He didn't want to take a bath in all those years. I guess he knew what he was doing. Come on. Well, listen, here's the thing, and you've been to Europe before. One of the things that when I got to Germany, I'd be down in the Bahnhof, in the, uh, Bahnhof, which is the German subway, and walking by Germans, and they stunk all to be damned. I mean, a lot yeah. of them like, damn, did you? I mean, so, but what, what we found out was that basically, really, you taking a bath, your body produces certain, you know, whatever to protect you. You're not supposed to really take baths every day, according to science. Yeah, that's what they say. You're washing away nutrients that your body uses to protect itself. Trust me, I'm going to be washing away a bunch of nutrients every day. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, man. So I thought you believed in global warming. I thought you believed in science, Mr. Elias. Now you're telling us. But I don't believe in the punk, baby. I believe in the punk, but I don't believe in that punk. You understand what I'm saying, right? I don't believe in that punk, man. No. I was getting ready to say, man, it's George Clinton. It's like, what? Make my funk yeah. and P-Funk. Yeah, I won't yeah, forget I want my funk. Right? I want my funk. I ain't cut. That's what Y'all I'm talking about. Don't cut that punk. Who's horrible, Vanessa? How are we terrible, Vanessa, this morning? Huh? Talking about P Funk? Oh, wow. No, I said, look at the sound. Okay. And then here she said, but okay, whatever. All right. Whatever. You are singing. Make my funk the P Funk. I want to get funked up. Don't forget that part. Uh, I want more. What did it say? I want some wine. I want some P Funk. Is that what it says? See, I, I'm one of those I guys want, that said your lyrics. I want some bomb. I want some P Funk. I thought you said I want some bomb. I want some P Funk. The bomb. You know what the bomb is, right? Okay, he said the bomb, or did he say I want some wine? I want some P Funk. No? I thought he said I want the bomb. I want some P Funk. I don't know. I I'm that funk. guy. I'm that guy that sings what it sounds like, and then you go and read the lyrics. Man, that's not what the lyrics say. I mean, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, my God, Vanessa. So now, listen, folks. Vanessa, which is our big sis, Vanessa is on top of everything. Vanessa is the one that keeps everybody together. Vanessa sent us some beautiful photos, and maybe one day we'll put up a beautiful website. Uh, You know, it's a beautiful... I say this, but someone chastised uh, us this week because I did something that I normally don't do. I, you know, normally during the week I don't read anything that comes in from the show because a lot of times, a lot of the messages are people who have listened to an old show and they're commenting about something that we said three weeks ago, and I'm like, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. So, but but for some odd reason, I went out there and I found some comments, and you know, people are really, you know, talk one guy in particular. I thought I, I think I, I don't know what I did with it, but he talked about how we are being socially social media derelict of duty because we don't have a Twitter or we don't keep. I said, well, we we do, but I just don't monitor. I don't, you know, dude, that stuff. I don't even update the Facebook page. People update the show Facebook page more than I do. So I guess we could put photos out there. 
I guess. But anyway, I digress. All I can so say, Vanessa, to, I say to Vanessa is uh, about her pictures was nice. Real nice. In the words of Bernie Mac, they were that was nice. Real nice. Well, but people don't thank know you, what y'all were talking about. I know, Miss Elliott is just. I was trying to, to to set it up, but Mr. Big Mouth here wanted to be want to impersonate Bernie Mac. Yeah. Well, you you set it up, and I mean, you tell us what you tell the audience what you sent us, and that's why we're so giddy this morning. Well, we everybody knows why we're really giddy, but we'll talk about I, that after the break. But go ahead, Vanessa. I was at a church for 23 years. I switched over to a smaller church, and the podium just drove me nuts. So. I went in and I switched the podium over with magnolia flowers and in crates and containers and hid some large speakers and blah, blah. So for Christmas, Pastor said, are you going to do anything when the holidays come up? So the holidays came up, and I asked him for a budget, and he looked at me like I was crazy and said, uh, you better wow me with that budget. And I said, I don't know about wowing you, Pastor, but it will look nice. Can I ask you a question? Hold on. Let me can I ask you one uh-huh. question. So wait a minute. So so you were sitting in the audience in the congregation and you didn't like the way the stage looked. So you see, okay, this is typical Vanessa, y'all. So you went up there and went to the pastor saying, <laughs> nah. Look here, we need to change this. I don't like the way it looks. This is typical Vanessa. This is Vanessa. Yes, and if did. you know our sister, that's her. That's what she does. I did. Okay. And so people See, I thought it was a special boring. function, Vanessa. I thought it was a special function, but you just <laughs> go ahead, Vanessa. No, no, no. The white, the white containers and planters that I did with magnolias and stuff, Pastor said, Vanessa, I love the way you do the flowers. Do not take them down, but you can do anything you want with the stage, and I'm going to give you the budget. So that's what I came up with. That's what I have done. And I cannot wait to see what the congregation is going to say because it has never looked like that before. And even the palm trees are lit up. Bobby put the candy canes up there. I just, I asked God to give me, to tell me how to set that up. And I just think it came out uh, so nice. And I was so pleased. And I had to send it to y'all because I'm just so tickled that I did it. And it wasn't nobody but God that told me how to set that stage up. So I'm glad wow. y'all liked it. It made me feel good. And so I, when I get to church, I'm leaving. The, I'm getting off early uh, today, guys, because I want to go and plug everything in so that people can actually see what it looks like with everything lit up. So I'm going to get to church yes. and light it up. So I cannot yeah, light wait it to up, see Vanessa. Expression. Uh-huh. So, guys, I, so wait a minute. Y'all saw the picture. So, audience, it is Candace Kane going up the stairs to the altar. It is large, giant poinsettias with crystals in the middle in garland across the altar and it has light that is made into the garland and then I had garland underneath it that had gold chips on it. So I had to intertwine the two garlands so I am quite pleased. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you know, um, it it's look, looks good. And, and let's see if we can get it on uh, the Facebook page at least. And so if you're 
watching or listening to the show. Well, not watching. If you're listening to the show, you should. You hopefully you'll be able to see it later on today. We'll we'll try to get that posted. You know, it's just a great uh, part. We love being able to rap and clap amongst ourselves, and we talk about things that we're not going to cover during the show. But I want to uh, say one thing here before we before we go to break, and I hate to bring the the the, the mode or the mood down, but I found out some some news yesterday about uh, my class. We are a very close class. The class of '82, Gary Roosevelt Panthers, two one nine. Who who? We're a close class, so we are diligent with our class reunions. We have excursions in the off years. People who are in that area, in the Gary, Indiana area, they always meet and do certain things. And there's a core group of us that just makes everything tick. We are the ones, well, I'm not a part of that core group because I'm not there, but there's a core group of our classmates who were popular back in 82 and they're still popular to this day. And we lost one of those members. And when we got the news yesterday, all of us, we are devastated uh, when we received the news that our dear friend and classmate Desiree uh, Don passed away. Uh, unexpectedly, I just saw her in June. I'm praying for her family and I have more to say about this during my closing remarks. Uh, on that note, uh, let's take a break. Let's step out and take a break, and we'll be back to talk about you know what. It's the serious side. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Thank you guys for being a part of it, and uh, we'll talk to you in about uh, two minutes. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Amy Held. Control of the Senate is set after Nevada's race was called last night for incumbent Democratic Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, giving her party a slim majority, regardless of the results of next month's runoff in Georgia. On the House side, though, 20 races are still not called. Republicans are leading Democrats slightly, needing just seven more seats. In Nevada, a Democrat was also elected Secretary of State, defeating a 2020 election denier and close ally of former President Donald Trump. NPR's Miles Parks has the story. Cisco Aguilar is an attorney who spent a number of years on Nevada's Athletic Commission. Now, he'll oversee voting in the critical swing states. He defeated Republican Jim Marchant, who has long baselessly maintained that the 2020 election was stolen. Marchant lost a race for a U.S. House seat in 2020, and he claimed the election was fraudulent, though he never provided evidence. In the midterms, he had the endorsement of former President Trump, and Marchant now becomes at least the fourth election denier to lose a Secretary of State race in a competitive swing state. Aguilar said before the election that his first priority will be legislation to protect the state's election workers and volunteers. Miles Parks, NPR News. President Biden is on his way to Bali, where he's set to meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping on the sidelines of the G20 summit. Biden left Cambodia, where he spoke with the leaders of Japan and South Korea in part about China. Biden stressed the importance of peace between Beijing and Taiwan and open navigation in the East and South China Seas, where there are disputed territorial claims. Biden says lines of communication with China are still open, even as the two countries compete. We have very little misunderstanding. We just got to figure out where the red lines are and what, we, what are the most important things to each of us. This will be the leader's first meeting since President Biden took office, though Biden says he knows she well. The Russians are gone and the city of Kherson in southern Ukraine newly liberated, but residents there still face widespread shortages as they try to recover from more than eight months of occupation. NPR's Greg Myrie reports the Russians caused damage before leaving. The mayor of Kherson says the city has no heat or electricity and very little food, water and medicine. 
the Russians intentionally destroyed the power and water systems and blew up a major bridge as they pulled out Friday. Ukrainians have been celebrating in the streets of the southern city, and President Volodymyr Zelensky says the retaking of Kherson was a historic day. But he noted the challenges ahead. Ukraine's military has found some 2,000 landmines, booby traps, and unexploded shells in and around the city. Also, Russian forces again carried out overnight airstrikes in the wider Kherson region. Greg Myrie, NPR News, Kiev. It's NPR News. A big red wave coming. Sleepy Joe just guaranteed a red wave in Pennsylvania. We think we're going to have a big red wave in Michigan. Mm. Democrats are bracing for the worst case scenario, a red tsunami. We are officially on a red tsunami watch. Sean, we're going to see a red tsunami. Red tsunami grows. And lastly, your prediction for tonight. I think we're going to have a red wave. I think it's going to be maybe bigger than anyone thought. The vast majority of races are decided. Biden and Democrats outperformed most recent incumbent presidents, including Obama and Clinton, in similar midterms. Candidates tied to Trump and his brand of MAGA big lie politics repeatedly did worse than more old-school Republicans. And a Republican Party that's publicly loyal to Trump in extreme terms, as we've all experienced for the last five years, is suddenly, quite clearly, saying the obvious. Trump dragged that party down and fanned extreme insurrection-adjacent politics that made the GOP really blow it in what was a big opportunity. Part of the problem, uh, I don't think there's any question in my mind that hurt Republicans all over, is Donald Trump. Some are also knuckleheads with strange beliefs and closets full of problems. Many of these remarkably weak candidates came courtesy of Donald Trump. There's a very high correlation between MAGA candidates and big losses. A true leader understands that it's time to step off the stage. Going into 2024, the Republicans are going to be looking for candidates. <laughs> Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. It's a serious out on a beautiful Sunday. Uh, 347-850-1272. It's 23 minutes after the hour. Okay. So I must admit, Mr. Elias, now my phone, now one person, and we talked about Big Sis, boy, she was in a panic on Tuesday. I mean, taxes were coming. She was going off. Oh, my God, this country has went here. Lord have mercy. Jesus, you you didn't even, you said, you know what, I don't even want to get my blood pressure up. I'm not even going to watch it. I'm doing yeah, something else. I sure I'm like, I sure I'm like wow. You know what? And last week, you know, when you're not here, I have to monitor the uh the, the the chat room and you know and your favorite guy was in there saying the red wave is coming and here we come and here we go well it's Sunday <laughs> November 13th 2022 and the red tsunami that everyone was talking about people were anticipating uh, guess what it did not happen and so oh, Vanessa Usually we, we go to Mr. LES first, but the reason why I want to go to you first, Vanessa, because you were in straight-up 
panic mode. Oh, my God. You can hear, Mr. Elias, you can hear it through the text messages. Oh, my God. What is this country? Oh, my God. So, Vanessa, how do you feel? Baby, I'm with you. You know what? I'm with you. I was with you. You know what? I was straight up like, oh, my God. But I am still, I am still upset at these, y'all, I can't say it because we're talking about church. Okay. I am still so upset <laughs> about Abbott and that lieutenant governor. So I can just puke. I am beyond upset about them. But what I did find out, Jay, was that a lot of the Democratic female judges got in. Okay. But Abbott, crony, still in there. So that means if Abbott is still in there and, and some Republican person who used to work where I used to work said the country has spoken, Okay, just because Abbott got in does not mean that the country has spoken. Now that we have the Senate, now the country has spoken. Okay, so I I said that I thought we were going to lose both of them. Let me say I was dead wrong about that, and praise God that I was wrong. Okay? So, <laughs> All right. All right. I was dead wrong about that, but I'm so glad I was wrong. Yeah, well, you were in a big old panic. Yeah, well, you were yes, still in the big panic. We knew it was going to be a close. I was too. Yeah, I'm still in the big panic. You were having a fit. I'm still in the big panic. I'm, well, I'm and you should be. And, and why I is am. that, Mr. Elias? Why? Uh, I, I want us to win the election and 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 uh, Atlanta and Georgia. I want us to win the election in Georgia. That 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 one is a that one is a very important election to me. I've sent money into Raphael Warnack already, but I want us to. Okay. That is a very, very important. So let me tell y'all, I am still on the Republican page from when we signed up like we were going to the Trump rally. And the reason why I don't get off that page is because I can see what Republicans are doing. So the whole time, the whole time, Herschel Walker never sent a post asking for money. Never. Okay? Because he had everybody backing him. But now, since they hung him out to dry and left him out there, it's, he, he's coming across my page every day saying, please donate, please donate. And I laugh every time I see it because they hung that man out to dry. And then on CNN this morning, somebody said the only thing they can do for Warnock is, is for Herschel Walker is send him some money to try to help him because everybody has walked away with their major donations. And you know what? I well, hope he loses. But I kind of feel sorry for him that they hung. No, no, don't out. say that. No, you don't. No, no, don't feel sorry for him. That's ridiculous. No, no that's nope. a, don't say that. Nope. He, he, nope. he is an ignorant nope. candidate, and he's a he's I a yes or boss candidate. Well, well, don't feel sorry for him then. He's getting exactly what he deserves, you know. But now, listen, here's the deal. <laughs> he feels like Ricky Bobby. He feels like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, 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 so now. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. So now I'm trying to set something up here. All right, so listen, here's the deal. Now, we are fortunate to have someone who knows this stuff inside and out. He's here every week. 
And uh, let's bring the man in, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit is in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How are you on this beautiful but chilly Sunday, at least in my neck of the woods? How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? Good morning, I'm better. Good morning. I'm better. Good morning, uh... Vanessa's on, right? Vanessa. Good morning. Yeah, Vanessa. Yeah, that's that's the one that was in panic mode. Yeah, um, yeah. she was in panic mode. Oh, my God, this country, I'm going to catch something. Well, you didn't didn't even watch it. You know, it's like I'm not watching this stuff because I'm not, you know. So, so, all right, Jerome, so let's talk about Mm -hmm. this because everyone and their mama was saying the red wave was coming. One of our um, diligent Republican listeners was in the chat room, flooding the chat room with the wave, the red wave is coming. Now, I'd be curious to see if he's in there this morning. But oh, he's in there talking crap again. He said when they take oh, the, the house, when they take the house, and they got the damn got to be held accountable. If you don't pass through the Senate, jerk, it doesn't matter. So you can't hold nobody accountable, jerk. You sound stupid. Oh my God! So 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 so, Jerome. Let me let, let's get your uh, reaction to what happened on Tuesday, man. You know, because anytime something like this happens, I was so you know we have these ad hoc shows. I was so quick. I said, man, we should no, get over the week as we had too much stuff going on, right? So so. Jerome, but I always think about you, and I can't wait. I said, man, I can't wait to get here Sunday to hear what the brother has to say. Say amen. The mic's yours. What say you? Yeah. Well, I, just like LES, you know, I didn't watch it. I mean, so the reason I didn't, the reason I didn't watch it is because, um, and you know, I mean, you can go back in archives. I, I think that they're still going to take the Senate and the House. The Democrats are. So I, I knew that a while ago, but I, I felt like. When I watch TV, and it's why I keep telling people to stop watching Fox News, stop dealing with Republican stuff, that stuff is spin. And they have no pulse on anything. So everybody's blood pressure is going up and down, and I didn't want to hear it. I mean, they're admitting on TV, like, oh, we were wrong. Maybe we need to change our paradigm. Maybe they, we, they were wrong five, ten years ago. And they still, people won't admit it. And, it's their, and like they're saying, that's their job to every second of the day say, well, who's going to win now? Who's going to win today? And that creates anxiety. And I'm glad that the voter turnout amongst, like, the Gen Z, whatever one mm-hmm. they want to give it was it turned out really big, and these kids aren't listening to them, right? So you can't measure them, and everybody keeps going to old paradigms. You know, the young folks aren't coming out to vote. Black people are voting this. It's like listening to the whole thing about Stacey Abrams when people were like, black men don't vote, won't vote for, they're voting Republican. Men vote Republican. There's a whole different dynamic that's playing that we like to reduce it to these really small little um, things, sound bites, and everybody goes running off like, you know, like the sky is always falling. The problem is the sky is falling because the Republicans are ruling with a minority party. And so all the Republicans who crossed over and voted for Democrats and all of the, you know, people who pretty much would stay home, that is a, that 
that was designed, you know. And so this doesn't surprise me. And everybody, everybody, your mother act like they're surprised. I mean, I know it's setting precedent because every year that you have a, a president that's in power, their first term, they lose a bunch of house seats. But people can't wrap their mind of the world changing. I mean, it's exactly what happens generally is that people don't want things to change, but they are. So in this in this section or in this part of our history, you have these all these really extreme candidates talking noise. We're going to overturn it. You watch an insurrectionist get prosecuted on TV, and we're still saying on the news like it's a horse race. It's 50-50. It's half Democrats, half Republicans. It is the independent people who are swinging at. They just pendulum swing till they get pissed, right? It's only independent people who are like, oh, like give the other guy a chance. But this time the Republicans showed their hand. They're going to get smarter. Well, I'm sitting to say they're going to get smarter. They're going to stop, you know, telling you what they're going to do, and they're just going to get in there and do it. So that's if they're smart. I guess I can't chalk that up because they follow Donald Trump. Mm. But, you know. i got a yeah. question wrong. Jerome, um, yes. somebody from New York was on TV this morning, and he was a black guy, and he said that he was running on changing the copay on medications and all these different things, and they changed, uh, what is it called when they changed redistricting, and that's how yeah. he lost. Yeah. You know what I'm talking New York about? State. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, she said, you know what she's talking about. She said, you know what she's talking about. Oh, of course I do. You know, they, right now, the Democrats would have control of the House right now if it wasn't for New York State. New York State lost four seats that were normally Democratic seats. Four. And Florida, too. Florida, too, Jerome. And because of Florida. Florida did it, too. Yes. Absolutely. But, but if, if New York State would have done what it normally does, that four for New York State would do just be done right now. But well, I thought a judge. But I thought a judge, Jerome. I thought a judge came in and, and stopped that whole thing. No. Yes, the Republicans. When the Democrats in, were trying to redistrict. Yes. So the the Republicans came in and sued. Okay. So here here's okay. the problem, and this is the stereotypical problem of Democrats. So okay. New York State is a blue state, but it's a conservative blue state, no matter what anybody says, right? So. What happened is that the Democrats had control of the legislature, and they redistrict. Now, it's been gerrymandered for eons. Like, New York State is a blue state and always pretty much had a Republican state Senate and stuff. Or, you know, it was just gerrymandered for years. And I'm saying, like, 100 years. Like, it's been gerrymandered for a long time. And so the, the, Repub- the Democrats come in, and they just undo it. But then if they undo it, it favors, Dem- Republic- or it favors them if they undo it. Instead of the Democrats sticking to their guns and saying, hey, we're just going to undo what the Republicans did, then and, and stood on that, the Democrats would have won. But what they do, Democrats, let's be fair Sweet. to everybody. Let's try to make it a purple Sweet. opposed to a, a blue or a red. Like they do that stuff, and they always get kicked in the butt. So they made these purple-like districts. They still got food, and then they made them red again. And that's because they're weak. They're weak. You know what? They're weak. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's more weak 
than the pathology than a pathology problem. When when people are on on top, right? So you look at somebody like Michigan, who they wanted to kidnap their governor. You had the Proud Boys and all that stuff going on. They took back their state legislature the first time in 40 years, right? New York State does not have that problem. And I can tell you when people are comfortable, they can't see, um, they can't see radical people coming. We're just comfortable. We're like, it's a blue state. Ain't nobody getting rid of abortion here. Ain't nobody doing it. And all of these radical people, always like they're chipping away, right? And the thing that people in New York State are mad about is these fake straw man arguments about they're going to take your guns. And then New York State governor goes back and was like, hey, y'all can't carry guns. And then so they're getting they start we're already conservative state. And so you can't go you can't cross you can't go too far over in New York State. So what happened was they redistrict and it made it more palatable. It made those races more competitive than they should have been. Because normally the Republicans just gerrymander really badly, and then they mm-hmm. usually have a lot more control, and the, re- the Democrats try to be fair. And then they always yeah. push them back against that. So that's what happened in New but York see, State. I can't get past Florida. When Florida came in so quickly, I was like, the stuff that came out of my mouth to myself, I mean, there's <laughs> Cubans, there's Haitians. But these Hispanics that think these Republicans give a hoot about them one way or the other is amazing to me. So it, it I, be, I just as don't many years, get it. As many years as I've been on this show yelling about the same thing, this should not be amazing. What, what happens in Florida is that, you know, you're taking people who are um, exiles from Cuba. So we're not talking about like Cuban Cuban Cubas. We're I mean Cubans from Cuba. We're talking about people who are exiles. So they want that island to turn back to what it was. They're siding with the Republicans because the Republicans want to take Cuba. They want to take Venezuela. They don't. Everybody who's exiled who leaves obviously don't like your government, right? So. What happens, the Republicans are more hawks about those areas than Democrats are. We have, you know, Democrats are more like, and I'm not a Democrat, so I was going to say we, but um, what happens is that Democrats are more like, we need to be fair and let the voters vote, blah, 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 right? Republicans are like, nope, we need to send CIA ops in and tamper with their, you know, we have a history of that with Reagan doing that, with the Iran-Contra stuff with um, just just co-opting other nations. Trump came in and tried to strong-arm those nations. We don't really even care about you. We're leaving. Like, they, you know, side with that. He sided with Russia. He sided with Turkey. He was like, we're, you know, Republicans are very decisive on who they like and who they don't like, and Democrats are like, that's none of my business. And they and so when you get those people who are immigrants from those, those countries, um, they're very harsh on um, Democrats because Democrats won't take a stand against whoever is in power, especially if they were elected. And so if you know anything about the the Cuban revolution, it had to do a lot with race because black people weren't getting jack squat on that island before um, Castro came in there. Uh, Batista was horrible 
He's a mad, mad dictator. I wish they would give San Juan voting power. Well, I mean, but you can say the same thing about D.C. You you can say the same thing yeah. about D.C. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like like you guys are saying, you know, I, I mean, my goodness, everyone was in a panic as far as what was going to happen. And people sit here and say, you know, listen, and, and, and the House of Representatives is not totally lost. But like we talked about redistricting, what happened in New York, what happened in Florida, okay? Now, California is really where the last stand, Democrats' last stand is in California. They, they, they're going to have to run the table. I think there's like 14 or 12, table, 12 uh, seats that are out there. Democrats have to win eight of them, right? But I tell you what, I, regardless of what you say, Mr. Elias, I agree with you. You know, it, it, this, Joe Biden is the first president since George W. Bush who – you know, didn't suffer the fate of George. I'm not, I was going to say George Clinton. See, George Clinton is on my mind because we had the peace funk <laughs> going on this morning. President Clinton, uh, or Barack Obama, but you know, I still look at uh, George Bush as an outlier because the nation was still they were still in that 9/11 patriotism we mm-hmm. all won. So yeah, I, I, yeah. So to me, that's that really doesn't well it counts, but it doesn't count. But for me, you know, what Biden has done. You know, with holding the Senate, because remember, there were a lot of Democrats who came out and said, he, you remember when he gave that national speech? And there were a lot of uh-huh. Democrats saying, what the hell are you doing? Why are you talking about uh-huh. democracy instead of talking about, you know, pocketbook issues and things of that nature? And and so, you know, Biden, you, you, you got to give him his credit. And you got to give him his, uh, his, his just due. He, he, he stepped up and, and he really said, hey, I'm going to do it a certain way. And we can sit here and say what we want to say, but, you know, the House is still within reach, to be perfectly honest with you. So let's not count it out. It's within reach. The only deal is this, man. Uh, Gen Zers came out, man. I appreciate them coming out. And like I said, going after the people we lost to Trump was a waste of time. Because if, if if they if they can put up with all the stuff that Trump was doing and getting away with, then hey man, they they, they deserve it. Like like Hillary Clinton said, they're despicable people. They, you know what I'm saying? But my only deal is watch what's going to happen to the Gen Zers now. Because if the Republican Party does what they usually do, they're going to stop the Gen Zers from voting now. They're going to do something to them to stop them from voting. That's how dirty and nasty they are. Well, that's the only way, in my opinion, they can win anything. They have to cheat. We already talked about the percentages yeah. of what, how this nation votes, and yet still they still control, Republicans still control most of the state houses. That's and cheating. You, and, and they uh, did not count Harris County votes, Jay. Yeah, so that's how it is. That's what they do. So anyway, we're talking about the midterms. We're going to talk about that for the whole show pretty much. But in this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know, back in 2020, MSNBC talked about the importance of the black vote. So we're going to replay that for you. Well, not replay it. We want to play it for you now, even though it happened in 2020. But I think the facts there are things we need to pay attention to. So it's convenient time in four minutes or less, something that you need to know. We'll be right back on the other side. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. 
2020, we think that at least one out of every four votes that are cast in the Democratic primaries for president are going to come from black voters. It's very possible that will be the highest number we've ever seen before. It's very possible we will look back at 2020 and say the black vote was never more important than in 2020. To put this in some context, we put together here something I think is very interesting. Exit polls starting in 1976 from past Democratic presidential primaries. 1976 was basically the first year that media outlets like NBC began sponsoring these primary exit polls, you know, whether it's the New York primary, the New Hampshire primary, the Florida primary. And so we have a record. That record, though, a lot of it has been buried. We have been able to resurface, we think, every primary since 1976 on the Democratic side where there has been a significant black vote in that primary and where an exit poll was conducted, we found it. We put it all together here, and you get a look here at how the black vote has gone in each one of these competitive Democratic races. And a couple of things stand out. Number one is just there has been a slow uh, but steady progression in that time, really, you know, 40-plus years right now. You can point to two really kind of specific events. Number one came back in the 1980s. It was in the 1980s, twice, in the 84 campaign and again in the 88 campaign where Jesse Jackson, the Reverend Jesse Jackson, launched full-fledged national presidential campaigns in the Democratic primaries. And he said in 1984 that one of his goals in that campaign was to register millions of new black voters to get them voting in the Democratic primaries. And he did. You can see that in this data. And then you see it jump again about 20 years later. And that's when Barack Obama wins, when Barack Obama becomes president in 2008. And then through his presidency, you see this kind of sorting out of the two parties, white working class voters, blue collar white voters uh, who had in the past maybe been Democrats. They've migrated more towards the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. The, the role of black voters, the role of non-white voters in the Democratic Party increased from basically uh, the moment that Obama became president there. So you can go back, you can look at any individual campaign. You can see Bill Clinton in 1992, Al Gore in 2000, John Kerry in 2004, Hillary Clinton in 2016. These are white candidates who appealed to black voters, made overwhelming support from black voters in the primaries, a key part of their, their victory strategies. You can see Barack Obama the first successful black presidential candidate who combined overwhelming support from black voters in 2008, basically about 80% support from black voters, with strong support from white voters, enough to win the Democratic nomination, enough to become ultimately president of the United States. So go take a look at the data. Go figure out what the story was in any one of these uh, individual campaigns. I, I love looking at the old data. I love looking at old stories. I think they end up being so relevant to the present day. I think you will see the same thing. It is all there. As we head into 2020, I think you will see the story. There has been sort of that rising tide uh, in the Democratic Party when it comes to the, the size, the clout, the power, the role of the black vote in Democratic presidential primaries in 2020. It will probably be more important than we have seen to date. Online radio at its best. Former President Trump could announce a White House run for 2024 as soon as Tuesday. But after the midterms, the GOP seems to be split on the best candidate for president. There's a lot of talk about whether or not it's going to be Trump or DeSantis. What does that mean for the future of the Republican Party? 
Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two as we celebrate, and that's right, it's a celebration of democracy. People can say what you want to say, but if you are an American, despite your political persuasion, you should be happy the fact that we got the results that we got on Tuesday. Now, I'm like Mr. Elias. At the end of the day. It was still too close for comfort. I mean, you look at a lot of these races, a lot of people voted for the other candidates. But a lot of the election deniers in some of the main battleground states, they lost, which is good. But 160 of them did win. And some of those people will be sitting in Congress. So we can celebrate what happened. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of work to be done, and we need to keep our eye on the prize. So now, how important now, Mr. Elias, is the Georgia race? In your opinion, it is, it, it, it's just as important as we, if we were down a vote, if we were being ready to lose How so? Republicans. Because you, right, if you get if you get Warnock in there, damn Joe Manchin, damn him. At this point in time, he can't hold control and he can't wiggle his carrot in front of nobody's face anymore. Damn him. You see, he can kiss somebody's ass at this point in time if they win that seat. So all that all that posture that he does, and I don't think it's going to do this and all that other stuff, he can go and kick rocks at this point in time. That's that's how important it is to me. That's that's more important than us than than than, than us losing it to Hershey Wall. Even though we're not controlling the Senate, I think we still need to get Manchin under control and Senate, yeah. to be honest. But that's more that's more important. That is that to me. That's where we. That's where the power lies at right there. That way you can get voting rights bills passed and all the other stuff passed because Warnack is on board for the voting rights bill. And we ain't got to put up with this crap no more. That's, that's yep. how Get rid of filibuster. All yep. of that. Get rid of filibuster. Don't need that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so it's important. I mean, so I think we all agree that it's important. And so what I'm concerned about, Vanessa, is that, okay, do we let our guards down? Now, in your opinion, no. do you think – well, I know, Ms. Elias, I'm asking Vanessa. So, Vanessa, in your opinion, do you think now that the Senate has been, you know, we know that the Democrats will continue to, um, you know, uh, have the majority in the Senate, do you think that, who do you think that hurts in the Georgia runoff? Uh, Warnock or Herschel Walker? You know, I think that it hurts Warnock, but, but my, but my huh? thing is... I, I, I do. I think that it's just going to make the Republicans come out more, but I think that sometimes Democrats are a little lazy after the initial election and they stay home. Don't y'all think that that election was too close considering Herschel Walker is an idiot? I mean, don't y'all think that election was a... They shouldn't be having a runoff. And see, and that's why I think, see, you just, to me, answered your question in regards to who you think uh, it hurts the most, right? That's what I think. Because let me ask you, Jerome, same question. Who do you think it's going to hurt moving forward, uh, Warnock or uh, Herschel Walker? Who do I think is going to hurt? Yeah, the fact that now we know that the Democrats will control the Senate. So now it's not the big, it's not, oh, my God, because, you know, everyone was gearing up like this. The Georgia race will determine who controls the Senate. 
Well, that's not the case now. So who right. do you think that hurts? I don't know. I don't understand the question. Who do I think it hurts between who? The Republicans and Democrats? Well, between, no, between Warnock and Walker. Who do you think it hurts now? Because now it's not. Oh, because, it's oh, not okay, you're saying just because they don't have it, they don't have to wait right. control on it. it, it right, exactly. First of all, I can tell you this. It, I, okay, it should be Walker. Because now nobody has incentive to give him money. He has no incentives right. for the Republicans nationally to kick in at all. And most people know that Hershey was crazy. So now people don't have no incentive to go out and vote because they, they didn't weigh anything on top of that. At the same time, to Elias's point, the Republic, the Democrats need to understand they can negate the need for Joe Manchin. So they need to find the urgency in making sure that Warnock wins. They need to donate. The urgency should be on the Democratic side because they're deflated. Either way, the Republicans gain nothing, but the Democrats gain everything by having him there. Jerome, don't you think that sometimes Democrats tend to be a little bit lazy or even, let's just say, complacent after they have went out and voted the first time? Don't you think that sometimes a lot of them just decide to go ahead and stay home? Yeah, I don't think it's lazy. I think that they they count on them. That's why so that was the reason that we go to a runoff when they don't get above fifty percent is because it makes white folks, you know, kind of re. It was put in during the time that if a black person wins or if a minority wins, that white folks get to reevaluate their votes. So there's about eighty thousand votes that went to a third person in that same race, and so um, consensus tells us that that eighty thousand wasn't mostly minority votes. And so white folks pretty much, or the people in Georgia, believe that they um, reallocate the the votes from the guy who had 80,000, it will automatically go towards the Republicans. So it's just just um, reassigning votes from independents or anybody else who was on the ballot and make it a two-person race, and if that person is a minority, it increases the chances for the non-minority to win. That's right, why we yeah. have. That's why they have runoff. So well, no, you it know, may not it, help. Mm-hmm. Go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, you go no, ahead. Go ahead. Just, go ahead. Finish. Yeah, it may not help in um, Herschel Walker's case because he's not a good candidate. It may not help. Right. It may not help him at all. He wasn't a good candidate. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but 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 yeah, but it's a whole different ball game, Vanessa. You know, they the were they thought the exactly. Go ahead, Jerome. The bigger picture—that's what we were looking at there. The bigger picture is the control of the country. They were trying to take the Senate right. back, so all the people are going to vote Republican who are Republican, just so that the Democrats right. have control. Now that it's a race to vote for him, it the motive is gone. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So now, let me say this because I'm going to lose my train of thought because I've been waiting to everybody say what they had to say, and I think I just lost it. Okay, so you talked about, uh, we talked about the Georgia race, and we talked about how it's not going to help. It should hurt Walker because the incentive is not there. And go ahead, Mr. Elias, because I was trying to wait till everybody get done, but I just lost my train of thought. I think. Go ahead, man. What were you about to say? I don't know if I agree with that because right now, what if, to Vanessa's point, 
What if the Democrats come out and say, yeah, they, the Republicans won't vote because, you know, it, it does them no good. And they don't, they don't take this as, oh. as serious as they should. Well, I, I what, just thought about it. Mr. Elias, okay, I'm sorry, real quick. Let me say this real quick. I'm going to let you, I'm gonna let you have it right back. I just thought about it. Because what happened was right after it was determined it was going to be a runoff, black women, black women came out and put out a statement saying, hey, guess what? It's going to be on us to save us again. So I think that black folks are in tune with what's going on because, once again, that came out immediately after they thought it was a runoff. And the reason why they have runoffs, according to – I was watching something uh, where – uh, 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 the Reverend Al Sharpton talked about the reason why there are runoffs in Georgia in the first place because they never anticipate having black candidates. So the runoff gives them an, uh, gives them the ability to reset and say, okay, let's see what we can do to to eliminate that. Go ahead, Bastelli. I'm sorry, I just didn't want to lose my train of thought. Go ahead. But I, but that's the same thing Jerome said. But I just don't want us to lose focus. If we lose focus in Georgia because we already have the Senate. You know, because cause they said a runoff, because they, you know, keep in mind, when you did say a runoff, and the black woman said it's up to us again, that was hinting if we got to, um, got, got, got to uh, let the Senate, the, the, the uh, Democrats take control of the Senate again. And, and that was because the election hadn't been decided. See, that, that's why I don't want the Democrats to lose focus. Because if you lose focus because, okay, we've already won, so we don't even need to get out there and get this done. No, you need to get out there and get this done even more. What, what the Democrats need to come out with is a message from Don John Lewis saying that, hey, this is how important it is. Even though we got Democrats in the Senate, we still need Warnock in there because he's fighting to pass the John Lewis bill. This is what they need to be shouting and saying all throughout this until the runoff election is done. Because that's, that's, what, what, that's what their focus needs to be. That's what their focus that's needs to I be. That's what I said, that the Democrats might lose it and not get out and vote. That's what I said. Yeah, they need to stay focused. They need, when, you, when, they, when the women were saying that, Jay, keep in mind that the, the Senate hadn't been decided yet. And the Senate had been decided, they still need to stay focused and say, hey, Joe, Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema are not behind us in this thing. Let's get out and make sure that Warnack can pass the voting rights bill that John Lewis is John Lewis stood behind. Because this is what Herschel mm. Walker said about John Lewis. Mm. Okay. Good stuff. I tell you what, we're going to continue this conversation. 347-850-1272. It is time to bless our girl Mariana Music with part one of Mariana Music's Corner coming up. And we'll continue the conversation. It's the serious out on a beautiful, beautiful, but chilly, my goodness, chilly Sunday here in Houston. My God, I need to put on a skull cap. My head is cold. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Online radio at its best.
moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Former President Trump could announce a White House run for 2024 as soon as Tuesday. But after the midterms, the GOP seems to be split on the best candidate for president. There's a lot of talk about whether or not it's going to be Trump or DeSantis. What does that mean for the future of the Republican Party? What does it look like? All right, welcome back in 347-850-1272. We didn't talk about this, so let's talk about it. This guy is talking about, this guy is in Donald Trump, is talking about announcing on Tuesday that he's going to rerun for the presidency. So now, um, let me... Well, you do. Well, listen, here's the deal. For the first time, and I'll be honest with you, for the first time, and I'm I'm curious to what you guys will say about this, for the first time, I think that Donald Trump is starting to head down the avenue of not being relevant moving forward in politics. Because when you watch Fox News the next day, they were like, hey, guess what? Now, whoever is making this noise, remember, if you're making noise or doing stuff, mute yourself because we can pick it up. We can hear it. Um, so I think he started to travel down that road, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm, I think that it's getting to the point where people are saying, you know what? The reason why we lost the Senate back in 2020 was because of him. The reason why we lost the Senate this time around Okay, well, once again, whoever that is, please mute your mic because we can hear that stuff. The reason why we lost the Senate this time around is because of him. All the his hand-picked uh, candidates lost for the most part. He blamed Dr. Oz on his wife. He said, well, Melania is Melania's fault. Now he's going after DeSantis because DeSantis seems to be the darling of the Republican Party. There is disarray going on on the GOP side. And so I'm curious as to what any of you all think. I'm just tossing it out there, whoever wants to take it. But let me ask you, so do you think that this guy is starting to become, you know, a thing of the past? And that people, you know, that the the GOP is going to, why not, Mr. Elias, why not? No, no, because you still got to support us no matter what. Well, he was well, the Ku Klux like, Klan has supporters, but they're irrelevant. No, but he's still having supporters. He's still gonna have people that's still behind him. There are millions and millions of voters who are still behind him, and these Republicans are not gonna speak out against him because they're gonna be scared. His, they got no his, his favorables nationwide are at sixty eight percent. Okay. Okay. Which means okay. You know, I'm gonna start. 
it still is not going to stop his supporters from supporting him. And these people are going but to Fox News is turning on him. Yeah. All the yeah. all the conservative uh, publications are starting to turn on him. So you're telling me okay. that you think that he's still going to be relevant? Yeah, honestly, I do believe it. I believe okay. it. Okay, you, you can't let the boogeyman get away from you, man. This, this guy, you know, he he, he goes he's down. Definitely. He'll keep coming back. He'll, he'll he goes down. He'll keep coming back. Like like okay, like when you said, I grabbed a wing body coochie. We all thought he was over with you down there, didn't we? Nah, he came back. You know, well, but know, see, that know, was before. But, okay, but see, that's not fair. That's not fair. Well, because that was before the. That's not fair because that that was before this current political environment. I mean, no one saw this okay. coming. But now I that he that. has a track record, now that he's losing, come on, man. No. Run, and then Trump no. runs as an independent no. and snatches divides up the vote. And then the, the Democrat gets in office. Wouldn't that be a dream, Ben? <laughs> I, want, I want them two to run against each other so then he can start talking crap about DeSantos. And then one of them, you know, because uh, that's, what, that's what he does. He's not going to stop talking crap about him. So he's going he's gonna to call DeSantis' weakest point, and whether it be his wife, his kids, or whatever, he's going to go right after So that's what Trump is going to do. That's who he is. Yeah. Say what now? Mm-hmm. That's what that's what he's going to do. He's going to go after them. Like like if you look at what Easy said, he said old news. The coochie grabbing is old news. No, not for the women that he not for the women he sexually assaulted. That ain't old news. That's how well, of course it, said, well, of course it's not. Well, of course it's not old news. But but the bigger point. And in my opinion, at least, and I can't speak for easy, but the bigger point for me is the fact of the matter is that was before this current political environment. We, you know, no one knew. Now we know. America is saying that we don't want him. When you get beat like this twice, they don't want him. I mean, you're going to always. Gonna, what? Didn't he get beat in the 2020 election like this? Didn't he get beat by 8,000 votes like this? Okay, and? Or, or that, 8, was that a dream? Or, I, I, what, are you talk, got, what are you talking about? He got beat by 20 million. Okay, but what are you talking about? And they still backed him. They, he still had that much clout. Listen, but, he but, but okay. Okay, he sure did, and he and lost he again. And he, and he, he lost again. Okay. But he lost again. Let's see if they walk away from him. Let's you, see. you, you. Listen, you're not going to get 100% of anything, man. There are people out there that still there, – there are people out there who still uh, uh, support the Klan. That don't mean that they're, 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 they're not irrelevant. They're, they're irrelevant at this point. Okay. You can't – this right. guy – well, well, listen, that's your opinion. I asked you your opinion, and you I said mean, you think he's still relevant. Okay, fine. How many millions of people voted for, voted for that party, though? We just said it was close. We just said that it was but, close. But you're talking in the millions anyway. Say, if, they, if they get in their minds and they say, well, if we get a couple more people out, then we can win this thing. Come on. Okay. Stop. Well, that's what they we said in 2020, and look what happened in 2022. And if we get, okay, now if we can get some more people out to vote, then guess what could happen? We can get Trump back in office. 
Come on, but dude. This, okay, this is a stop cult it, follow. man. You're okay. talking about a cult okay. follower. Well, it You're is a cult. a cult follower. Right. Yeah. It's a cult yeah. following. And these people right. are okay. a cult leader. But, Jay, okay. I, want, I want to add on to what Elias is saying. He didn't have a big following when he won the first time. It was still a cult. I know he didn't. They just fell in line. The thing is, will they have courage to not fall in line? And what Elias, from my perspective, is saying is that no, because that still exists in the heart of these folks. They just don't think they can win. So they're going to have yes. to change how they do it, but that doesn't mean that that whole concept of Trumpism does, is going away. Some people are still I didn't say that. Still I didn't say Trumpism. I said Trump. I didn't say Trumpism because Santos is Trumpism. I did not say Trumpism. I said Trump. I didn't say anything about Trumpism. But but Trumpism is Trump. So he can still be. Actually, it's not. Well, yes, he's their leader. There you you go. Yeah, you can't say that Christians aren't Jesus, right? They're still following that dude. And so the issue is, is that with Trump, you can still win a Republican primary with 35% support. So that means that, okay, that dude is still hijacking their party. But yeah. who cares? But I'm talking about overall. He, he's, he, to me, you're hearing conservatives. You're hearing all the major publications that support him, that now. kiss his booty. They're saying, look, uh, guess what? No, he, he needs to go away. Laura Ingram was on saying, hey, uh, it is this time for, and she said something I thought was interesting, it's time for us to focus on the party versus focusing on an individual who's trying to settle scores and trying to uh, get, and trying to settle uh, gr- grudges. So these are people that have been kissing his booty. Vanessa, I know you want, you've want. you been waiting to get in. Vanessa, go ahead. I, I don't want to make sure you get some time here. Go ahead. I, I don't, I, I didn't forget my thought on what it was. It was Way back there, oh, I didn't bad. forget what it was. I'm sorry, that happened to me too. Sorry, well, yeah, they're okay. not gonna stop <laughs> kissing his butt, is the problem. They're not gonna stop. So, the reason that it looked like after each election, everybody acts like people have come to Jesus moments, they're not. So, Laura Ingram and those guys will turn back. And remember, who was it that um, that Trump was talking about his wife? And he was like, okay, we friends now. And then he talked about Miss McConnell's wife. And then, talked, and, then, and then he gave her a job. That, this is, they're flaky. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean Jack because they're talking about him now. They're talking about him now because they just lost. You have all these historic wins, you know, and, and it's like, wait a minute. We got to rethink this. Like when they settle down in about a month or two, they're going to be right back on Trump. They're going to figure out how to smooth that out and say Thank it's you. a witch hunt. It still didn't exist. That's what I'm no, they're going to go back to all of that. I don't believe that Trump is over yet. I am not going to say that Trump will be president if he was to run, but he's got enough of a backing to mess it up for another Republican, which works to me for the Democrats. I do believe, because I see the signs uh, that are still out where we're fishing, people still have Trump signs hanging off their boats. I okay, y'all. Okay. It's not as strong. Thank you. As Thank you, Vanessa. It's not as strong, y'all, as it used to be. 
but it is still strong enough, Jay, that if he runs against somebody else, let's say Santos or DeSantos gets in as the Republican nominee, and then let's just say Biden is the Democrat, evil, that he would run and put his name on the ballot just to get his little 25, 30% to still following him because the Ku Klux Klan is still out there, and he, that's exactly what he is. So I believe that he would throw a boomerang into Santa just to mess him up. But that but would you're proving my point. But you're proving but my point. You, my my point is, but my point he, is he's desperate, he Vanessa. Go ahead and finish your thought. But he still has enough power that people are following him. He's still got a lot of followers. Okay, on my page, on my page for Houston, Harris County, I saw the all of these airline folk with their Republican comments. And so let me, child, please, he still has a decent following. Can he run for president and get it? No. Can he screw it up for the next Republican? Sure he can. Will that benefit us as a Democrat? Yes, it will. So I agree with Les. It is still a lot of them out there that want him in office. He just might not make it. But, 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 okay, but what you're saying is you're talking about Trumpism versus Trump. I think Trump is becoming irrelevant. That's what I think. I think that him... It's a big difference, Vanessa. D- d- listen, DeSantos is Trumpy. DeSantos is Trumpy. Marjorie Taylor Greene is Trumpy. They're the new. They're the new flag barriers. Trumpism's not going away, but now they want a new leader. They want someone else to carry the carry the can. That's my point. That's all I'm trying to say. I never said Trumpism was going away. Never. So that's my point. I didn't difference between Trumpism and whatever. I didn't. What's the difference? Hell, Trump is Trump to me. The, the difference is that the man who the man who started the movement himself is becoming irrelevant. There are new people coming along. It's the same thing that's happening really on the Democratic that's side as well. There are a lot of people wanting Nancy Pelosi to go somewhere and sit down. What? Jay. That wasn't a question. That wasn't the question. I asked you about Donald Trump. I asked you about Trump. I didn't say act like Trump. I said, do you think Donald Trump is becoming irrelevant? That was the question. No. no. Okay, well, fine. So it's three no's and a yay. That's okay. I've always been outvoted on this show, and I don't care. How about that? Now, so now, let's ask, so the real reason Mr. Elias is running for president is what? Oh, Trump? So to go to jail. So you don't have to go to jail. Exactly. That's why. He don't have to go to jail. That's why. That's the real reason he's running for president. He don't want to go to jail, partner. He got all these things coming against him. Come on. If he wins, he don't have to go to jail. That's call what it is. Going to jail is a big deal. Right. He got New York City coming after him. He got this department coming after him. Come on. He don't want to go to jail. So, okay, so, okay, let me ask you this, Jerome. Okay, so, you're Merrick Garland. Do you, because of the fact now he's a candidate for president, for president, do you let that stop you from charging this man with uh, charging this man with a crime? Okay, I'm not going to be Merrick Garland. You know, I don't play hypotheticals <laughs> like that. But I'll tell you this. <laughs> tell you this. I think that he is still a little scared to do anything to Trump. 
because it goes against sensibilities with um, setting precedent, and people don't like that. But I can tell you this, Letitia James, she just got reelected, and she's going to eat that fool up. Lunch. Letitia James, now you talk about New York State being conservative. They still put that black woman in attorney general, and it's going to go down. She got back in. Congratulations to her. This is that she don't play, and New York mm-hmm. State. It, it she has to be one of the only. It's very few black people who ever won statewide in New York State. It's very difficult, and she going after Trump like she did. The conservatives wanted her out of there, and she won. So let that be a message to you. You can try that all you want to. New York State is coming at them, and New York State does not play when it comes to taxes and criminal cases like that. And she is worse than anybody else. There's no, going to be no political backdoor deal cut with her. Somebody's going to be held accountable. And I, I think that Jared and Ivanka and Donald Jr. are at risk in New York State. So when you talk about will Georgia still press, and they've been getting um, going back to court, stalling everybody else out, but New York State, they haven't been able to do that successfully. So we'll see how that plays out. Trump, Trumpism is there. I guess Donald we will Trump see. There, but yeah. No, go ahead. Finish I don't want off. to blow it off as that. It, that's happening. I don't want to blow it off and like that's my opinion. That she is. Yeah. We have documentation on that. So she's coming, or New York State is coming. I'm sorry, it's not her. She's coming. <laughs> yeah, Attorney okay. General, don't play. I know. I love her. I love what she's doing. All right. It is time for Miriam the Music to get part two of what she likes. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. More to come after this. Don't you go any, 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 any anywhere. We'll be right back after this. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance of living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Yeah, we 
That's why I'm laughing. You wore, you're wearing a warm-up suit to church because it's so cold. It is a little chilly <laughs> up in the TX, that's for sure. It is. It's kind of chilly here. That's It is chilly, that's for sure. What, what's the temperature, right. man? That's okay. Well, I think, you Vanessa, know, I don't know what like the temperature what is. Uh, well, you know what? Hey, listen, I can find out for you. Hey, Google, what's the temperature in Houston today? <laughs> That's 
Okay, so it's 51 degrees currently with a wind chill factor of about 43. So it's a little chilly okay. up in this place. Ooh. Yesterday it was like in the 30s. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, oh. A little that's chilly up in the place. Right. Chilly, chilly. Right. I know that's right. That's Whatever. A little chilly. That's okay. All right. My man is in the house. Uh, my brother from another mother, Mr. Jerome Freeman. What's going on, Jerome? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm cold in okay. New York, Jerome. It is rainy and probably around. It's probably colder <laughs> than Texas. That's all I can guess. But it was cold last night. I went to a basketball game, and it was cold on that hill. So, yeah. It, we're probably. He said I it was say, cold on that um, hill. Thirty, yeah. It's oh, about, I would say about thirty-eight, forty City. something. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah, we're cold. Uh-huh. It's in New York City. It's fifty yeah. in New York City. That's what Siri just said. Alexa. Yeah. Hey. Okay. I don't, I don't even believe Siri. I don't like her. I don't know her like. <laughs> you don't believe Siri. <laughs> <laughs> What about Google? Do you believe Google? Do you believe Google, sir? I mean, Siri's doing what she can. That's all I'm saying. She's doing what she can, but she's been outside. (laughs) She don't see what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Everything. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. Elias is in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, well, good morning. Good morning to you and mine. Good morning, Nessa Pond. Good morning, Mama B. Pond. Good morning, Catherine Pond. Good morning, Rich Sister Pond. Good morning, Red Dillia Pond. Good morning, Mary uh, the Music. And Mary the Music, that first song was Eyes, and it says Come Around, and it's Lotus Day. And the last one was by Floetry, and that is In Your Eyes, because the music gets louder and louder. <laughs> uh, actually, it's not. It's getting lower and lower. Your hearing is going bad, but whatever. Yeah, All right, Mr. Ellis, can we say hey, hello to some people in the chat room there? Yeah, we got, we got, okay. we got and, Covina in there with us. Covina. My boy, Covina. Okay, I realize that. I get it. I want to say what's up to the pastor. What's happening to you? There's a guy here. I'm, I'm, de- you know, I'm debating. Should I read his? Uh, should I read his damn comments or not? I'll, you know, I'll think about it for the next twenty minutes Hurry or so. Uh, also, well, it, I don't think I'm going to read him. I'm just still debating whether I'm going to read him. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> CC's in the house. What's going on, Tanisha? What's happening to Jerry? What's going on to Gerald? What's happening to, uh, I'm trying to pull all these names in here, folks. I promise you I try doing each show. I promise you I do. But uh, anyway, I want to say what's up to everybody that's out there listening. Thank you so much. All right, last topic for the morning. Um, The exit polling from Tuesday's uh, midterms, People said that they did not want Joe Biden to run again. 67% of Americans said no. 68, I'm sorry, saying they do not want Joe Biden to run again. So, Jerome, let me ask you this, man. What does he have to do for people to realize that this guy, this is a historical, this is a historic presidency? I mean, what what is going on here? People have a problem. What does he have to do? Listen, people have a problem with Joe Biden's age. Right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Joe Biden has been shown to be correct. 
Like, he feels a little bit more conservative than my liking. But at the same time, Joe Biden has been a historic president. His numbers are going to go, like, just as far as accomplishments and what he's done is off the rails. And mm-hmm. I think they don't do enough marketing on Joe Biden. Joe Biden does not do Joe Biden marketing. And I think the mm. Democrats need to understand that. Because even in keeping mm-hmm. their talk together, when you talk about people like AOC and the people who are more progressive, they just want them to go a little farther. But they're still going in the same direction. So they need to get up off that, and that's what drives me crazy about Democrats. Right? Yeah. You got yeah. an guy on the Republican side, and they still back that fool. This guy yeah. is being successful. And they're like, let's switch up, thinking that they can switch anybody in there. If they have learned nothing from Republicans, learn learn this. Your candidate mm-hmm. does matter. Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton, this would be Joe Biden's second term if, if Joe Biden would have run when Hillary Clinton ran. Opposed to people saying, we need to have somebody else in there. We need to, we need a female, or we need somebody young. Or we, if Joe Biden would have ran the first time, this would be his second term, and we would never have heard of Donald Trump. And they still haven't learned their mm. lesson. Mm. Marketing mm. needs to happen. And they need to get on board with that marketing. So, so if there's anything well, Democrats should have learned is do some marketing. Yeah, well, we have a... Di- we have a Democrat right here who who really doesn't want Joe Biden to run again, right, uh, Vanessa? So who's your alternative? I'm, I'm sorry. What'd you say, Jay? Go ahead. I said we have a Democrat. I said we have a Democrat amongst us who is probably a part of sixty eight percent who doesn't want Joe Biden to run. So who's your alternative? No, I don't. And it doesn't have anything. Oh. It's just strictly what Jerome said. Age. I would just like to see uh, someone younger. He did eight years with Obama. He's done four years um, in his presidency. So uh, at this point in the game, I just would like to see Biden ride the rest of his life out in peace. I mean, he, I mean. In peace. Yeah. I, I think he's. Well, I mean, is that, is that, is that what we're saying? In peace? I'm saying in peace what, what, because... What the hell? Listen to me. I say in peace because when you are president of the United States or you are vice president, you are stressed out, your wife stressed out, your children stressed out, in peace. I meant what I said. Why do you think Michelle Obama ain't running for nothing? She wants some peace. Well, she, but she's, but she, but she, that's a bad example. She's never, she was never into politics. Yeah, yeah so she wasn't well, a politician. Well, yeah, I don't politics. think. Well, for whatever reason, I would, I just would like somebody younger to run for president. Don't have nothing to do. He's done good. He's done well. Done a lot of historical things. But is he doing well, Vanessa? And, and he's doing a, so. What are your concerns? You you, you got to give me because he's too old. That's age discrimination. What what, what what what? Tell me why you don't? Because if you're saying you don't want him to run, that means that something he's not doing correctly, right? I mean, you can't if someone's doing a great job. Want, I just don't want him to be in office and have a, a heart attack and die. Or something. Some people want him to. Oh, so you're concerned about his about. his health. That's that's the only reason why. Okay, all right. Well, you're concerned about his health. Okay, I guess. 
Okay. Well, that's what you think. What about you, Miss Elias? What is it? Because go ahead, Jerome, go ahead. No, no, no. I want to hear. I, I would say Elias is going to give us, hopefully give us a different take. But go ahead, Elias. <laughs> yeah, know, there you I, go. You know, sir, I watched Friday night. I purposely watched Bill Mark so I could see him eat crow when he's telling us about how the Democrats should run the election and kiss the, the, the Trump voters to get them back in office. And, you know, the, the first thing out of his mouth was after that, well, seriously, same thing Jay said. Sixty-seven percent of the voters said that uh, Joe Biden shouldn't run again. I've got a guy inside agreement. You were wrong before. You're wrong now, sir. Exactly. This man is doing a great job. He is doing a, a, a great job. And, well, well, hold on, hold know. on. First of all, hold, hold on, hold on, Chump. You're not going to say it. Listen, I just, that's the that's this topic for I'm this segment. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I know you read the topic. Oh, okay. You, you, you said it when I said Jay said it, like, like I said it. Oh, shut up. Anyway, <laughs> um, the bottom line is he's doing a bang-up job, man. He's doing a great job. He's passing infrastructure bill. He's passing climate bills, and if he can get uh, Raphael Warnock in there, we're going to pass the voting rights bill. So let's get this uh, done. Uh, wait a minute, homeboy. Uh, hold on, homeboy. Hold up, homeboy. You remember, they, they got to win the House, too. Come on now. They got to win the House, yeah, too. It. It's divided yeah, government. Not necessarily. But, yeah. Not okay, we'll break it down. That bill, okay. that bill is already on the floor. It's, it's already, it's on, already on the floor. So if they Thank don't make you. any changes, it's already there. It oh, they already passed it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's That's already right. It doesn't go back to the house. Yep. yep. Yeah, so that's right. As so, but, and, and also, I, I want to mention this, too. You know, as far as being weak, I, I will never probably watch MSCB, MSNBC again except for Joy Reid. Because, you know, I, I read an article about what Keith Oberman said about them fine Tiffany Cross. They're weak. They don't stand up for nothing. You know, here you get. Wait a minute, they fired Tiffany? Yeah, they fired her. Hold, hold, hold up, man. Hold, hold up. Now, see, here, you, you, you change. What are you doing, man? I know that's your girlfriend, you love her. We're not talking about her right now. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I'm just saying. Talk about her in the next second. I didn't they know that. Go ahead. Uh, they fired her. We'll talk about that later. Weak mess because she talked about Florida, so they fired her. Well, because your boy, well, well, you know, okay, listen, keep it on topic. I know I know you love her. I know you think she's great as the your prettiest thing on whatever. What do you say? Keith Overman said it best. Uh, Keith Overman said that the MSNBC, none of the, nobody that spoke up for her except for Joy Reid. The rest of them cowards ran just like they did when they fired him. Well, they don't speak about okay. Yep. All right. Well, well, th- well, thanks for bringing that up. We, that, that's not even nowhere. You could have brought that up at the beginning of the show, but I'm pretty sure you and Jerome could talk about I it when, when the I, next I, hour comes up. I tried, but you dominated the conversation. <laughs> well, whatever. All right. Three, 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 four, seven, eight, 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 no, I'm not a cross-hater at all. I'm the I'm one that told him. Okay. I hey. like her. No, but no, but you, you know, but I at the end you, of the day, why did they fire Tiffany Cross? And you said, oh, no, 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 you said, I, you said her show. You said, hey man, her show. I said her. Why I said they fired her? her, and I told you no, why they I, fired I said, her. What, why? Yeah, I called you and asked you why they fired. I told you. I told you. I told you why they why they fired. I actually sent you a text, but I'm not going to get into all that. All right, so look, here's the deal. The bottom line is, when it comes to Joe Biden. 
you know, we talk about Democrats having a messaging problem. They can't get the message across. Mm-hmm. What he's done, you know, but listen, people talked about President Obama being out there on the stump for Democrats. Uh, and, you know, and I don't think people are really giving him credit for what he did during the final stages of that campaign. Him coming out, getting out the black vote, doing all the things that he had to do to get the message across. And a lot of people were saying, listen, President Obama has the perfect closing message. And this is what you tell people all the time. You're not going to please everybody because just like one person can stand there and say, hey, listen, Obamacare saved my life. There are people out there who are going to say, hey, listen, I can't afford to buy Obamacare. It's a happy medium. How do you – more Americans are hurting than ever before when it comes to high gas prices and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, how do you tell Americans, look, this is not an American problem. You know, uh, uh, inflation is global, but they don't want to hear that. They just know that that eggs cost four dollars for a dozen. So, so how? I've never understood that. I'm being honest with you. I've never understood how a president could be doing things that are unprecedented, and he's still, you know. His popularity is still low. People want him gone. President Obama, you know, at the time had done more things than any American president to date as far as accomplishments. And he did leave office with a high approval rating, but I think some of that had to do with Donald Trump, too. But at the end of the day, look at what Joe Biden's doing. And people are are saying, hey, we don't want him to run again. I'm like, what what are we doing here? I I don't get it. So, as a show, that reaches some people. Trust me, if you reach one, you know, that's that's good enough for me. What do we do to try to carry the banner? Well, what do we say? So, Mr. Elias, you work on the Biden campaign in our imaginary scenario. What's going to be your – what do you tell the people who are listening to the sound of your voice now why they should continue to support Joe Biden? You tout all his accomplishments. You keep touting. They do that all that's the time. It's not resonating. No, they don't. No, they don't. Like when yes, you they do. told me, they do not. Oh, trust me. Every time I they every time not. I watch this, they do. They do well, not. okay, we agree, no, disagree, they, whatever. They don't. Yeah, they do. They don't. If you know, if you ever do look watch the Republicans <laughs> when they talk, when they get a message, what they what that message is? Every time you hear Republican talk, they're talking that same message. They're yeah, well, so do Democrats. Yeah, just, y'all know why I keep saying this. No, yeah, they, they do. do. I watch, man, I no, watch this stuff not. more than anybody, and every time they talk to Democrats, they all have the same message. And the bottom line is it's not resonating because you can walk into 10 buildings downtown and they have Fox News up in the lobby. They have more people they reach. I don't care where you go. You can go in any place, and they're going to have Fox News up in, in, in the, in the waiting why? room. They're going to have Fox News up. You know why? Because MSNBC is weak as hell. That's not why. That's not why. It's because they're ran by Republicans, and they're not allowing MSNBC to be in there. Stop it. That's bull crap. That's not the reason why. That's not the reason why you walk into 15 different offices in downtown and you see Fox News up. Stop it. That's not why. They've been doing that for years. Stop putting out rumors. That's that's nonsense. Well, then, well, go watch Fox then. Now, I don't we, watch Fox. Please, I don't stop watch it. There's a black woman that yeah, runs we. the news event. Whatever, man, stop it. Jerome, man, come on in here, man, this dude started to get on my nerves. Well, I'm about to get on my nerves. I'm going to get on your nerves too on this one because he's uh, right. Of course. Well, okay, listen, listen. What you're not hearing is when 
the Democrats do something good, they say we. They say the Senate did, they say the Congress did, and we, 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 we. But they never say that Joe Biden signing that law has anything to do with Joe Biden, or he's influenced some senators who were on the fence to come over so that they won whatever legislation. They don't say that. They say this is a good win for Democrats. We And they sometimes say the Biden administration, but they don't say, like, they're saying we're doing all this work and all this old man is doing here is just signing stuff. They're acting like that stuff is not coming from Biden, whereas Trump is complete opposite. If you said anybody else's name but Trump, he went off on you. So it's the Democrats in their messaging of not understanding that when they are having significant, significant policy and legislative success, they need to say this was spearheaded by our president. But they don't do that because your president is not an egomaniac. So people who are not egomaniacs never get credit. Obama didn't get credit for a lot of stuff. The only reason it's named Obamacare is because Republicans tried to slam it by calling it Obamacare, thinking that Republicans was going to hate something that Obama did. And Obama said, I'll take that. You're going to regret calling it Obamacare. (laughs) But if if he wasn't egomaniac, he'd be like, call it Obamacare. I got this. It was Republicans that put that name on them. Right? They changed the affordable health care to Obamacare just yeah. so that people wouldn't vote for it. And now that they did, when they went to run for re-election, they were saying, oh, we don't like Obamacare. We like affordable health care. It's the same freaking thing. So it, the Democrats need to do a better job at turning and um, telling them they have a leader that's in the White House. You cannot just replace them. They're guaranteed to lose to the next Republican if they get Joe Biden up out of there, because they're not going to vote for Kamala. That's not going to happen. What about uh, Newsom out of California? No, nobody lost. I just want to let you, I I have nothing to say. I mean, I'm just, you know, whatever. I am telling you, it is risky (laughs) to put a new Democrat in there to try to run them past this conservative stuff that's going on in this country. Democrats are conservatives by nature. That's why when everybody kept saying Buttigieg, um, what's his name, Bloomberg, everybody kept on that. If you go back three years of this show and listen to any of those shows, all the conversation was, who's the new hotness outside of Joe Biden? Everybody, until he hit South Carolina, nobody was checking for Joe Biden. And I can tell you right now, even if the Democrats are not checking for him now, he is their only chance for stability. They better, what's that, um, look a gift horse in the mouth statement? Better, <laughs> look, better look and recognize what's in front of you because you're going to have some work to do if, you, if, you, uh, if that man is not in there because you don't have a vice president that's a strong vice president. So who's number two? Now we've got to go through hypotheticals. You, you're risking losing the presidency just from going – for hypotheticals on who can possibly beat the next Republican that comes up. Do that eight years from, from, from Biden's term. You don't change in midstream just because you're winning. That's not smart. I can see if he was doing a crappy job. If he was doing a crappy job, yeah, you got me. You are 100% right. You know, we need to, we need to find something. But this man, he's getting, he's getting bills passed and everything else done. 
and he's working and he's working across the line to get stuff done. What do they do? Nope. We gotta get it done. We don't want we don't want it. Well, thank you, Mr. Elias, for that. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate both of you, brothers. We'll take the time for a news break, and uh, we'll be right back to uh, put a button on this thing uh, in a second or two, I guess. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the call-in number. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Before we step out real quick, real quick question on you guys, and please make it short. What do you think about the brother that won in Maryland, the governor in Maryland? So, uh, the brother that won the governorship in Maryland. Do you think he could be? Do you think he's the next President Obama? Uh, no. I just don't, you don't think so. Nope. Everybody skips oh, well. over people. No, I think we can't see who's coming next, but it's not that dude. Mister Elias, uh, what, what do you say? Uh, you 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 say no to? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, some I haven't done enough research on this guy to do to say anything yet. So I couldn't give you my honest opinion. I know who he is, but I haven't done enough research on him. So I would be lying to you if I gave you a uh, uh, action. Okay. Well, let's just can we acknowledge the fact that he is? Uh, I think he's the first. What's the numbers on that, uh, Jerome? Mm-hmm. He's the first African American uh, governor, or what's? Is, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I can't remember. He's the first in their state history, but there's only been um, three. African-American governors um, Governor Wilde in Virginia There was um, You know uh, Forgot his name I just saw him In New York In New York State um, But he was Dinkins. never elected Oh that's mayor That's the mayor That was the mayor Never mind Okay So I'm thinking right. of um, Oh gosh He's blind He's like blind He's legally blind Patterson Oh Yeah Light Oh I forgot guy. about him Yeah he's still He's he's, oh. he's around in state politics But Oh wow! It was those three mainly. Oh, so okay. you don't have black governors. That's very happy. Right. Really happens in this country. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky accusing Iran of not being fully truthful about the drones that is supplied to Russia. In his nightly address, Zelensky said Iran has provided many more drones than it acknowledged this weekend, saying Ukraine shoots down at least 10 Iranian drones every day. Yesterday, Iran's foreign minister acknowledged for the first time that Iran supplied Russia with drones, but said the transfer came before the Russian invasion. In Somalia, a suicide bomber has killed and injured several people. Al-Shabaab, the Islamic terrorist fighting the Somali government, is claiming Saturday's attack. It came a week after twin explosions in the capital that left at least 116 people dead. Each Mofundiqua The bombing occurred at the entrance to a military training camp in the capital, Mogadishu. Also on Saturday, the U.S. Africa Command announced it had launched an airstrike on the Al-Qaeda-affiliated militants Thursday at the request of the Somali National Army. The U.S. has carried out several drone strikes against the Islamic extremists in Somalia in recent years. Al-Shabaab wants to establish a Sharia law-based government in the East African country. It has also launched deadly attacks in neighboring countries, including Kenya. The Powerball lottery jackpot is getting even larger. The California Lottery Association says it's now uh, grown to an estimated $1.9 billion after no ticket matched the winning numbers from last night's drawing. The next drawing is tomorrow night. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. 
Support for NPR and the following message come from Upwork. Break free from old-fashioned ways of hiring. Upwork gives you the tools, talent, and support you need to staff up your team faster than you ever thought possible. This is how we work now. Visit Upwork.com to get hiring. Welcome back here, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is time for State Your Case, Pastor Steve's State Your Case, where we read comments from the world famous chat room and from social media. Mr. Elias, man, what do you have? I got Covina Mallon. He says Trump's announcing on Tuesday he's running for re-election, and the DOJ is announcing Wednesday that he's going to jail. And he also <laughs> said. <laughs> <laughs> to Miss Vanessa is God answers prayers. Be blessed, family. Okay, all right. Uh, Clarence from Hope, Arkansas says, good morning, family. Pray for our state. Huckabee is the governor-elect. Lord. I know. You know what? Wow. That is so crazy. All about that thing. All right, Bianca from Austin, Texas. What is this? She says, uh-oh, J and Les are arguing again. So what else is new? Uh, whatever, Bianca. All right, uh, CC <laughs> from uh, <laughs> from Michigan. She says, LOL, I love this show. It's like listening to your uncles argue at the family barbecue. <laughs> hey, stop <laughs> focusing on me and this clown. All right, uh, what is this? Who you You. Shanika. <laughs> From Atlanta, Georgia says, can we give it up for Gen Z showing up and showing out? Okay, y'all came out and yeah. did the damn thing. I ain't going to be mad at you. Y'all came out and did the damn thing. Give them a round of applause. Y'all came out, showed up, and showed out Gen Z in the house. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all keep doing what you do because uh, we're going to need you. Like Vanessa say, she done fought the fight already. It's time for y'all to pick up the mantle and do the damn thing. So I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. You know what time it is. Online radio at its best. All right, folks. Woo! What a show. Uh, what a week. Uh, but it's time for our final thoughts. And uh, the brother, who I consider the smartest man in the world, final thoughts. All right. Well, first of all, I want to say that, again, reiterate about us panicking. All is going to be well anyway. So um, we cannot control what other people do and other people think. So we just have to let that ride, and everybody have a good week. And we are talking about Tiffany Cross in a few minutes. So, yes. have at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, the man who gets the uh, – what, 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 what's wrong? Yeah, well. No, I'm no, I was just saying that. All right. Yes. That, to the, I was just going to say to the people who are leaving us, y'all can just go home if y'all want to hear about Tiffany, because uh, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> 
All right. There you go. Talking about Tiffany. All right. You can continue to listen on the platform, or you can call in 347-850-1272 if you want to hear it, or you can, you know, listen like you always do uh, at work. Which, by the way, uh, make sure you have your earbuds in because you don't want to, you know, you don't want people to be uh, interrupted while they're working in the cube next to you. So, hey, listen, we appreciate you listening throughout the week. I was strong during the week, so I just want to say thank you. We don't take time to acknowledge those people. Appreciate you for listening. Uh, Take delays. As long as you get the message, that's all that's important to us. The man against the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S, man. Final thoughts. Well, well, folks, like I always say, get out and vote. Well, Gen Z, you finally listened. I was a little discouraged because I went to a fraternal meeting last weekend, and uh, we had some collegiate collegiate guys there. And out of the 30 collegiates there, they asked them, say, how many of you guys are registered to vote and are voting? And there's only three of them. So I was discouraged, but I did pull the young brothers to the side and, you know, talk to them about voting and the importance of voting and what it affected. And all of them assured me that they were going to go vote. So I'd say to anyone that wants to talk to the Gen Z, talk to them and let them know the importance of voting. And that's all you can do. You can't force them to vote, but let them know the importance of it because it affects their student loans. And that's why I hit it. I said, look, Biden is trying to give you student loans, and look what the Republicans are doing. They're blocking it. This is what they do. They don't want to give money to you. They want to take your money away from you. So get out and vote. And it, and it kind of inspired them. So look, folks, get out and vote because if you don't vote, you don't have a voice. And look, the Republican Party is trying to take your voices away. So get out and vote. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, my final thoughts are, and I announced it earlier in the show, uh, the class of uh, 1982 Roosevelt Panthers, we lost a good one. Desiree uh, passed away uh, yesterday uh, morning. And as a class, we are still in shock uh, because she was just a forever light. You know, she was that person that always picked people up when they were down. She was the glue that kept Roosevelt class 1982 together and we are all shocked by this we just I just saw her in June we sat down and had a great conversation and uh, you know it was just I'm just it's unbelievable and I guess the message here is you never know folks uh, what life brings you know you never know um, you know when your journey is over and so just make sure that you give people their proper kudos make sure you give people their props when they're here on earth because you never never ever know the last time you shake their hand or the last time you speak to them may be your last time talking to them so i pray for her family but i pray for my classmates because we're taking this one hard and so uh classmates keep your head up Make sure you celebrate her life and, uh, you know, make sure you tell a person that you know that you love them. And, um, wow, I'm just, I'm still in shock by this. On that note, Mr. Elias, man, uh, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, uh, what time is it, my friend? Wow. It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rao Show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you as always. And so for Mr. L.E.S., for Vanessa, for my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit, I'm Jay Rouse saying have a wonderful work week. God bless you. Make sure you tell a person you love that you love them. And if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. Coming up next, none of you guys have been missing this, uh, on a need-to-know basis with Mr. Jerome Esprit. Stay tuned. Stay locked. Don't go anywhere.
The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Folks, it's been a long time coming, like that old Negro spiritual, but it's here. On a need-to-know basis, it's back in the house. My main man, Mr. Jerome Spree's in the house. And uh, Jerome, man, what is going on and what are y'all talking about today? Well, I have no clue, but I'm going to tell you this. That that old Negro spiritual thing is hilarious. Because <laughs> I'm like, if we have to that dog, <laughs> That long. I know we've been gone for a minute, but that is not, we have not been gone on, on that long. So, anyway, you know what I am going to do? You know what I am going to do? I need to bring back, you know, next week we're going to bring back our um, unconfirmed black history. We're going we're gonna to go back to more in traditional on the as need, as need to know basis. We're going to go back to our traditional news. Because it's been just too hokey with this whole um, political world stuff going on. But we're going to go back to regular news. And and we're going to start that tonight by talking about Tiffany. (laughs) All right. Well, you guys have a great show. And uh, I'll talk to you. I'm out. Peace in here, Greece. Yo. Uh Uh-oh. So you see Jay's running from us, Elias. I don't know what to say about that. He knows what's coming up the they talked about Jesus Christ. They talked about Jesus Christ. Bam. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. I, they shouted. They shouted him out. Yes, they did. So we gonna do that. <laughs> you know. So so since we we did start start with not giving um Biden props. You know, I I was gonna start with my regular you know climate kind of stories about what's going on in the world. But I do want to start by saying. You know, the Biden administration recently moved to block exports of um, advanced computer chips to China, and mm-hmm. they're saying it's signaling a new relationship and phase between China and the U.S. So here's what's happening in this part of New York State. Biden was here about two weeks ago, and I know that the national news was on the political race stuff, but he just there's a company that's moving in this area. They committed to $100 billion for the next 20 years in this area mm. because they're building computer wow. chips. And they're going to change the U.S. exports. We created the technology. We export about 10% of computer chips worldwide. And we created technology. With this new plan, we'll end up, we'll end up I don't know, roughly about 35% of the world's computer chips. The Biden administration made the largest um, single investment of any administration in the history of this country just to make sure that we retain our technology. Mm -hmm. IBM has an expansion in southern New York. Um, We can imagine car companies coming back because now you don't have to wait for computer chips for your cell phone, computer chips like this. Is historic to what this means to the future that we can we do not have to wait for foreign other countries to actually build products in the U.S. anymore. Because the it was cheaper than it was cheaper for them to do it, and that's what that, that, that's what gets me about these people, man. Mm-hmm. Right, because capitalism doesn't adhere to that, right? It just goes who's ever cheaper right. is best. 
So mm-hmm. the, the Biden administration or Joe Biden said bring this stuff back to America, and they're building this huge chip maker plant in, in this country. And I think New York, and I think Warnock is trying to get them in Georgia as well. But they're, we're going to end up increasing our market share worldwide from 10% to 35%. That alone should be a reason to vote for Joe Biden for president. Well, now, and, and didn't, didn't Donald Trump say he's going to bring jobs back to the U.S.? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. I'm I'm just making a point for for Jay because Jay said what are, what are Democrats you know what are they selling? I'm not selling right. it because I'm not working this campaign, but I am telling you that the Democrats need to put all of those facts together and make yes. the point. Yes. Instead of saying we need, since we already have it, let's just replace them with somebody else. It does not work like that. People vote for individuals. They do not vote for par- for parties. They vote for individuals. Right. So, again, if they have not learned a lesson from um, what just happened on Tuesday, all, you, it was three um, Senate people that Trump backed, who was, who was election deniers, they lost. There were six governors that were Trump backed, they lost. And to, right now, there's about um, seven or so exclusively Trump backed people who lost. In Congress, so if they can't see the writing on the wall, it is your personality and the individual that counts. So they better, mm-hmm. keep, you know, they better keep the the presidency while they can, instead of going for yes. feel good people. Feel good yes. people do not win, because you know why they don't win. Look at um, Beto in Texas, and look how Steve yep. Abrams did. We yep. still won't learn our lesson. You need new candidates, and Charlie Crist, who was a former Republican. Yeah. We end up running mm-hmm. as a Democrat. Yeah. So all of those things they need to take in consideration. Who do they want to run? Charlie Crist for president? Stacey Abrams? Better over? They cannot win in their no. state. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news at the beginning of this show. So I'll just I'll save the rest of mine for Tiffany a little later on. So mm. um, <laughs> the Northeast Greenland ice sheet. It's melting so rapidly that it's causing sea levels to rise by 0.5 inches, is what they say. And um, by the end of the century, according to a new study, they said the flow rate of that um, the North, Northeast Greenland ice stream has increased since um, 2012. But experts from um, some technical university, in, or called the Technical University of Denmark, uh, modeled how this affects um, ice loss because there's more water flowing so of course if there's flowing water ice won't accumulate that's why you have that's why you turn your sink on for those people who are not in cold weather states that's why you yeah. let your water drip in your faucet when you have freezing temperatures so your pipes don't freeze that's so for since sure there's water running we're not creating the ice and we're losing ice sheets Big sheets of ice. I said I said that like it was little. We're losing um, yeah. ice, ice of you know the state of Delaware and stuff. Like it ain't really even a little. It's a lot. All right. Now you know there's a ninety percent decrease in COVID. Ninety percent. And uh, so there was nine thousand four hundred fatalities from COVID last week. That was compared to seventy five thousand every seven days in early February. So 
Um, it's also the lowest level since it started in March of 2012, which we still think it started mm. probably closer to January. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Yeah. Those guys weren't acknowledging it, but yeah. it started earlier than that. So mm-hmm. the World Health Organization chiefs have compiled data, said in a press conference that data was cause for um, optimism and showed the world has come a long way, but it insists that the current fatalities of 10,000 are still too many and um, want to maintain that COVID is still a pandemic, although, you know, um, America is um, has recorded the most weekly COVID deaths of any nation. We had about 12, oh, I'm sorry, about um, 2,000 every seven days on average, and that's the third highest um, number of cases per week. But the deaths were um, skewed because they weren't testing people. So when people were dying, they weren't saying that they died from COVID. So anyway. Um, when my mother passed on, they didn't test her either because it, it was January, and they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't say nothing about it but they still weren't testing because remember those testing kit stuff didn't come out in March. Right. They came out probably in maybe July, June-ish. So they weren't really even testing people. They just told everybody to yeah. stay home. Yeah. So, yeah, COVID was, is the problem. Now, um, mm-hmm. okay, so the state of Colorado of elections uh, passed universal free lunch for all students. And the program will help help schools pay for pay for meals by raising a hundred million dollars a year um, um, to make those. Um, for, they're they're going to increase taxes to people making over three hundred thousand dollars a year. So they're not going to hit Thank poor you, people. Black Panther Party. Huh? Thank you, Black Panther Party. <laughs> yes. Yes. See, if they went, if they, the Panthers didn't start giving out free lunches, nobody would be doing that stuff now. They make everybody pay. But hey, that's, that's for a, sure. That's Panthers show. Yeah, what you say? That's for sure. If the, Panthers hadn't done it, they if the Panthers hadn't done it, they would have never done it. Yes. Yep. The whole child. Um, what is the vaccination programs? The um, free lunch oh, stuff is. Yes. Yep. That started during that time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we need to really revisit history a little bit, opposed to showing everybody that life is scary. Not that dark mm-hmm. and scary. The Panthers yeah. was not scary people, right? No. Nope. So um, California became the second state to ban menthol cigarettes, and they also um, dropped like fruit flavored vapes in there after their referendum. Mm-hmm. So the results showed that 3.3 million Californians had voted yes, which is 62.3%, and 2 million voted no, which is 37.7%. Now, here's the thing. Um, On election night, you know, there was mixed reviews on marijuana, pro-marijuana campaigns, right? So pro-marijuana campaigns. Oh, boy. (laughs) I know. I know, but I'll tell you the things that you can visit, uh, Elias. So they said... All right, so voters in Maryland and Missouri backed the referendum for recreational pot or marijuana. Okay. And Arkansas, North Dakota, and South Dakota rejected them on their ballot. So what's the not to visit, kids? Arkansas, North Dakota, <laughs> and South Dakota. 
North Dakota is South right. Dakota. So that's what happened. So, yeah, in Maryland, 63.5% of voters um, cast in favor. And um, uh, that's as of Wednesday. I don't have any updated numbers. But Missouri backed the legislation by a uh, slimmer margin. And only 53.1% voted in favor. So they're set to join 19 states and territories that already permit recreational uh, marijuana and leaving nearly half the U.S. population living in areas where possessing and the use of marijuana are legal for adults. A total of 38 states permit um, marijuana use for medical use. So there we have it. So, again... Two more states came on board. I, you know what? I should keep a running total of what states let you let you have weed. But anyway, yeah, I'm not going to do really. that. Cause, yeah, yeah, because edibles still count as marijuana, right? And it's good yeah, for glaucoma. So mer- medical marijuana. And even though, I, again, I'm no connoisseur of that, but, you know, I'm not saying that <laughs> at some point, I may see the wisdom in everybody doing these great things while they are. Um, <laughs> I, I told you to. I told you to put that Nate dog on the board, dear uh, Elian. I might have to see you that clip. So, okay. Okay. Anytime somebody has a problem, we're gonna hit Nate dog on them. <laughs> we're gonna tell them how to solve their problem. <laughs> there you go. That's all. That's all. Because we have the studies to back that up. So I just want to put that out there. Now I don't know if you. Okay, so the uh, sequel to Black Panther came out on Friday. Uh-huh. And um, although Chadwick Boseman is not in that, and I thought, you know, they, I mean, they, they did tribute to, to him. Um, the, what is it, Wakanda Forever is the new mm-hmm. Black Panther movie. For one day... It made $84 million domestically, 30.8 internationally, which was one day total of 114 million, I'm sorry, $114.8 million in one day. Whoa. Damn. I don't know what their weekend numbers look like, but that one day, it is 114, or $115 million. I'll just round up. So... Shout out to Ryan Coogler and all of those guys who, you know, I'm not going to give any spoiler alerts on it, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, what's 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 his name? Um, who who played um, in Rocky? Who was in Black Panther? Oh, oh, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan does make a cameo, right? Oh wow. And, Yeah, you know, and that's the thing about, you know, movies when, you know, you can do dream dream sequences and folks are still alive. So I shout out to him, um, but they had um, a couple of um, a couple of cameos in there and they did a really great job in that movie. And I think it's going to I think it's going to do very well. I know the first one made over a billion dollars. So, you know, and. And I, I want to say this for anybody who works for Disney who's listening. You must have lost your mind by not voting Black Panther. You know, you know when Black Panther first came out, they um, said that they didn't put enough merchandise out because they didn't think it would sell. What? So they missed a lot of money. Yeah. 
They had all the other Marvel stuff out there. Thor and Iron Man. They had all this, but they would not make Black Panther merchandise. I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah, see, I was, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we can go there very easily, but they never, they didn't mm-hmm. put it out. And then they killed um, Black Panther in the Avengers movie. Had a bunch yeah. of people across. A bunch of kids across this country crying their eyes out. Such a big mm-hmm. popular field um, feature, and you kill them in the next movie. And their response from Disney was, we didn't know it was going to be so successful. They never <laughs> kill off characters. Really? They, they're just sad. But anyway, not going to even mm-hmm. waste any energy on them. But anyway, so Wakanda Forever, it's a good movie. I'll, I'll give it a um, – matter of fact, I'll do a review on it. I'll, I'll do a review for um, that. So it's actually a good movie. All right. Now, the um, average American believes, our next story, the average American believes that um, they'll hit, hit their peak health at 34 years old. And the age hmm. that, yeah, an old age begins at 42. Now, oh, oh, really? Know, okay. Yeah. Now, that's the average American. And I say the average American is kind of crazy. <laughs> that's my response. Yeah. Because I remember when I was little, if somebody turned fifty, they were wearing like a, a you know, one of those moo-moos all day. They like like what like they <laughs> little was old. But when I look at Janet Jackson, I don't think that she had a whole I understand. Mm. We have some symbols out there. You can look at Christy Brinkley. I don't know how how old do you think Christy Brinkley is? She's what? Mm. Like, maybe. Maybe she's like in her late. No, she has to be 60-something. Christy Brinkley. 60-something, like, yeah. All of these guys. Um, what is her name? Um, Elizabeth Hurley. And, like, people mm-hmm. are, are, people are, without surgery, people are actually looking a lot healthier. And, and you know, mm-hmm. it's not like, like it is. Age for us, you know, it's, this is. It's like people not liking Joe Biden. People are functioning in their 60s very well than they than we think of them in the past. You know, you, so that's you like cannot have, make me, You can't make me understand that one, though, Jerome. I, I'm, I know, but I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that. That this man is doing a phenomenal job, and you're like, oh, nope, when he went up, no, nope, he's too old. What the hell? That's like, yeah. that's like Michael Jordan scoring 63, and you'd be like, nope, I want to get rid of Mike. He's but, a or, old. or LeBron. Right. You can't say yeah. LeBron's old. Like, he's old for the NBA. The average player in the NBA doesn't stay in there that long. But he's in right. better shape than half those players in the league. Yes. So, you so know. You want to get rid of him because of the job he's doing? Really? Right. Because of his age? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, people are – People are crazy, and again, that's a paradigm that we have to change in our thinking. Because you know, even wisdom comes with age. I, I spoke at—I um, won't say the name. I spoke at a, at a university last week to a bunch of like freshmen and transfer students about you know perception, and the issue is always understa- understanding that you have to work on changing your perspective because. Mainstream media or media in general gives you an impression that forms your thoughts, and your thoughts are crazy. So talking about whether you believe 
um, you know, this political stuff and being surprised that it happened when all the signs were on the wall. I, I am not like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a, um, what do you call it, like a fortune teller or anything, right? You You're should right. just yeah. use like, mm-hmm. regular common sense to say why this is going to happen or why this trend looks like this. But what happens on the mainstream media is that they lie to you because of how the um, the Edgar Casey stuff works. If you don't know who Edgar Casey is, just go look him up. But the, the think and grow rich stuff, right? That's why Trump will tell mm-hmm. lies after lies until you believe it. So they're used to governing that way. They'll just tell you stuff, and you go, hey, that's what they say. And, again, it's why I tell people not to watch Fox News. It's not news. Mm-hmm. They're trying to program you to believe something. And then once the reality slaps in the face, they're going to try to program you to believe something else. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have, to, we have to look at how we um, view things. But even that average that Americans believe that they hit their peak health at 34, that was a survey of only 2,000 Americans, and it was done by a New York-based poster for a weight loss company. Because those people who are susceptible to believe you need to be 100 pounds to be healthy is nuts, right? So even that statistic is crazy. So, yeah, age is a little bit different, like, um, you know, from that, you know, those shows that shows, you know, oh, so-and-so is 50. 50 is it's not the new 20, but 50 is not 90, right? And so as long as... As long as Biden is functioning and is doing well, we can. We had a president who did not read for four years, <laughs> right? That's I don't care sure. what anybody says. You can't make the comparison to those two because he is that successful. And like I said, just even bringing chip manufacturing back to the United States is big. And he did yes. that and forced that legislation, and Congress signed it, and now – we are going to look like the heroes, but you cannot separate your victory from the person or from the the person who made that winning shot, right? Mm-hmm. We'd be crying even if we took Congress that we should at least have a president because the president won't do anything. He's doing something. He's working. Um, he's not yes. on TV trying to lock little kids in cages. And that's not sad. So, hey, this is infrastructure we. This is infrastructure week. Right. You never do nothing. You don't do nothing. Right. See, but the, 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 and so the difference was they just kept trying to market something new every day. Every time there was a scandal. It's infrastructure week. Mm-hmm. And so we yeah. we have to do that. We have to get smarter, As I want to think, as a society. We have to get smarter. So, yeah. um, yep. So cereal, donuts, and pizza, uh, should be redefined as a drug according to new scientists. Now, scientists are saying that the highly processed foods are just as addictive and harmful as cigarettes. So the researchers from the University of from Michigan and Virginia found that highly processed foods um, match the same definition as addiction as set by the U.S. health officials for nicotine in the 80s. Well, apparently they got wrong in the 80s, so I don't even want to hear that. <laughs> They're like, it's not that bad. You're good. Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Now, in England, you know, McDonald's is ditching their plastic um, silverware in favor for really? rubber, spoons, knives, and forks. Yep, in England and Wales. 
So they said that they want to uh, eliminate 858 tons of plastic a year. Which is, yeah. hey, I'm all for that. I don't, I don't even like taking that stuff just because I know it's not biodegradable. You know, you have a ton of that plastic just sitting out there. You can use it for something else. That's cool. But they're saying that um, they're going to use recycle, recyclable and compost paper. Now, here's the, here's the trick with plastic, I mean, with um, paper products. Have you ever yeah. used a paper straw before? Yes, I have. Don't you, feel like, don't you feel like you have a time limit to get your drink down? Yes, yes, yes. You're like, yes. I'm going to have to eat this food. Before this thing starts to degrade on me. I'm sorry. That's the only thing about paper products that I found a problem with. I had a plastic. Um, yeah, hey, brother, I wish I could say you were lying, but you're 100% right, brother. Oh, yeah. I have a paper straw. It's like, hurry up. Hurry up and drink this. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. Especially if it's, like, hot or something. Like, if it's something, like, mm-hmm. you know, something hot. Yeah, you got to watch, like, spoons and forks for, for hot food. Yeah. yeah. Now, George, well, President Barack Obama and former President George W. Bush, I just like to say I'm in that order, um, they're going to hold a back-to-back disinformation conference um, on Tuesday. Now, this is following <laughs> Trump's supposedly big announcement, but organizers say it was not planned, and the organizers said the conference um, uh, was not, like, Playing together, but we'll focus on the rising threats of authoritarian. Uh, I can't even say it anymore. Disinformation and um, authoritarianism, whatever it's called. Well, how do you pronounce that word? Authoritarian. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't even. Think. But anyway, disinformation. But I, um, I assure you, I can't pronounce the word. I don't know why I'm blanking out today. <laughs> now, after the mis- universe mishap. With Steve Harvey, do you know Steve Harvey right. secured ownership in Miss Universe, Miss USA, and Miss Teen USA? Really? Steve Harvey is one of the owners of it. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess the story goes that Steve Harvey, after he made the mistake and announced the wrong person, Steve Harvey said the teleprompter was wrong. But nobody's saying that. The director was wrong, but they didn't come out. They just left him swinging, right? Like Steve Harvey was stupid. But they wrote the wrong name down. So Steve Harvey, they tried to bring him back, and they said, we'll pay you double. And he told them no. And they said, "We'll we'll pay you triple. And he told them no. And they asked them, what can we give you? And he said ownership. And they actually worked out a deal where Steve Harvey is one of the owners of Miss Universe, Miss USA, and Miss Teen USA. Now, people, okay, yeah. the, for the people in the cheap seats, that's how you do it. Like, you yeah. don't just take anything, you know, when people throw breadcrumbs at you and be like, okay, I'll just, I'll just take that. Don't do it. <laughs> right? Mm. Now, um, you know, the, um, the CDC director warned the U.S. is ripe for a severe flu outbreak this winter as the um, number of cases quadruple. So the director of the um, CDC, the Center uh, for Disease Control and Prevention, said the country is ripe for a surge. So some school districts want kids to wear masks, not for COVID, 
but for flu. And Man. I don't know how that's going to work because, you know, Republicans are going to lose their mind again. But just have a mask on for, you know, for um, certain areas that are common areas will probably help slow down the um, slow down the flu. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see, yeah. How that, see how that goes. Now, BMD, B, BMW, BMD, BMW has announced that it's spending $1.7 billion in two South Carolina factories to help build six types of electric cars in the U.S. by 2030. The investment is the biggest ever made in South Carolina, and BMW is making a major push into the U.S. electric car market with that $1.7 billion expansion. And um, they're going to expand the plant in South Carolina and build a new battery assembly facility nearby. And again, being that we have a chip maker, it makes sense that car companies are going to want to come to this country and probably export cars more because they can get the chips right here. Yeah. All right, so um, American uh, Airlines... This one worked out well. Yes, it really well. So American Airlines vowed to end its first class on its flights and increase business class seating due to the lack of demand. <laughs> all and I say... People can't afford that crap no more. That's what hey, it is. All they got to do is upgrade <laughs> not going to ever pay for yeah. third class. But you can upgrade me up there. So yeah. they're saying that the evolution of business class on flights um, has now made it um, so that there's little difference and reason for customers to be in first class and have a first class experience. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree disagree with that. I, I don't like <laughs> to pay for first class, but first class is nice. <laughs> like if you ever it get this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I've flown a couple times first class. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't um I wouldn't um kind of down being in first class, but okay. If the airline cuz that's where the airlines make their money on the business class, first class stuff anyway. But mm-hmm. okay. You know, I hate to see it go, but they don't treat every they're they're throwing like since you can't even have peanuts on the plane anymore cuz of peanut allergies, I say <laughs> the food is not like it was back in the day. Remember we used to be able to fly and they get you a meal on the plane? Oh, yeah. The good old days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember the days. Yeah. Now, Zendaya Coleman and Beyonce Knowles are ranked as the top black influencers on social media, according to their valuation of um, millions, according to a new report by Nielsen. And also this guy, um, Gabby Lane, uh, I don't know what country she's for, but he's black. Um, they were amongst the top three high-ranking based on dollar value on social platforms. So the report estimates that black adults were 71% more likely to buy products endorsed by influencers on social media, along with improvements in brand recall, brand affinity, and purchase intent. So in the first half of 2022 alone, there were more than 6,000 advertisers invested in over $1.2 billion dollars to reach black and African-American consumers via traditional media, including television, magazines, and radio. So more than half mm. of the black viewers are more likely to buy from brands that feature someone that's black. They were going to say in their identity group, but someone is black. So that's according to the um, SVP of Diversity and Insight and Initiatives at Nielsen who said that. So here's the numbers. 
Um, the top ten black folks is Zendaya. Her Instagram is 50, uh, 156 million people. Um, this guy. Good Lord. Yeah, Gabby Lane, who is on YouTube. No, he's on TikTok. He has 152 million. Beyonce on her Instagram mm. has 248 million people. Um, Ooh, Cardi B has 143 million. Travis Scott has 46.8 million. That's on Instagram. Drake has 124 million on Instagram. LeBron James has 136 million on Instagram. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, get this, 346 million on Instagram. He has the most. Um, Some guy, Romeo um, Santos, on YouTube has 19.9 million, so he's ranked in the top 10. He's number nine. And the number 10 um, black influencer ranked by Nielsen is Will Smith at 63 million on Instagram. Yeah, and it's interesting that he still ranks really high. I can't imagine what he yeah. was prior to that. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I I was hearing um, conversations. Black women are having a problem with people talking about um, what's the name? His wife because oh, of the with yeah. People are having mm-hmm. problems with that because her popularity has she she wasn't really popular her. Red Table Talk was getting popular. But like Will said, mm-hmm. um, she's, she's messing up his social media stuff. And she's piggybacking off of him to boost her own numbers. And so black mm-hmm. women feel like we're treating Jada harshly. We're not. <laughs> I just want to put that out there for a record. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I keep hearing that. Now, get this. Now, according to a new study, now, I'm sure we have a lot of songs to add to this list. But they're saying songs with low-frequency bass get more people on the dance floor, according to a study from McMaster's uh. University in Canada. Now, all they had to do was come to the club or one of the house parties back in the days, and we would have found really? a lot of songs that got people to the dance floor. I don't know mm-hmm. how much money they got to do that study, but they said low-frequency bass really does get us dancing, even when we can't even hear it according to reports from from that university in Canada. Uh-huh. Is, is that black folks or anybody? Yeah, I, I'm saying they're saying anybody, but I'm saying if they would have just watched black folks, they would have known that back that thing up and baby back got back like those dogs have little no previously based to them. Uh, did, so, you ever, did you ever watch that Chappelle show when they had the uh, What Makes People Dance? And it was white people had the guitars, and black people oh, had the drums yeah. and the bass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the Spanish yeah. people were the uh, were the, uh, the, the, the the organ, and somebody yelling across the speaker. <laughs> so I got in Congo. Yeah. That? Yeah. It made me think of that. I was like, wow, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> So, so since it's a news story, I'm reporting on it. But the truth is, I think we all knew that from back in the day. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if they still do this in school, but I remember where people would sit there and do a drum beat on their desk when we were in high school, and everybody would be like, "Okay, yeah. <laughs> right? Like it's like you can't." Mm-hmm. That's that's been always our. That's always been a thing. Have a little bit of low frequency bass and um, 
it'll change things. Now, New York mm-hmm. Yankee uh, legend Babe Ruth's baseball glove sold for $1.5 million at the auction. It shattered the previous mm-hmm. record of 387000 um, I'm sorry, $387,500. So now it's at $1.5 million. Mm. Man, so, it was, wow. so that $385,000 um, number was a Lou Gehrig glove, which was sold by Sotheby's in two, uh, 1999. And the 2013 Jackie Robinson glove was sold for um, 373000 and, mm. uh, but Babe Ruth's glove sold for $1 million. Mm. And, it, and the funny thing about Babe Ruth's story is Babe Ruth hit a lot of, a lot of home runs. This is how um, mm-hmm. we can look at race and equity. But Babe Ruth did hit a lot of home runs. But you know who hit more? Josh Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> Josh oh, God, was, yeah. a whole, was a better hitter than that guy who used to come up to bat drunk with Babe Ruth. And, and they raised him up as the best baseball player ever, but it would be Josh Gibson is the best player. And he was not related to him. Are you really? I'm, yes. My, my my grandmother's name was Mola Gibson, which is uh-huh. his cousin. Which Man. Is his cousin. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is cool. You know, he hit, <laughs> he was the first person to hit um, hit a ball out of Yankee Stadium. Was he? he cleared the stadium. Yeah. Wow. Josh, they were scared of Josh, Josh Gibson. Like, I don't care which baseball player you put up. Um, and Satchel Page was a great pitcher, probably the greatest ever, Satchel Page. He entered the, mm. um, the major leagues as a rookie at 65. Mm. He won rookie of the year. You talk about age being a number. He won rookie of the year at 65 years old. Imagine well, was he playing with the Cleveland, Washington, Cleveland Indians at the time? Or was that um, who he playing with? Who did he go to? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what major league mm. team he went to. But, yeah, he picked wow. up 65 years old. So Think about yeah. that, man. Had they let the black players get in, what they'd have done in the field. Right. They'd have dominated. Right. They in their 20s dominated. or even in their 30s. Yeah. Right. Now, imagine somebody pitching until they're 65. And and they didn't play, like, once or twice a week. They played daily and sometimes day, double header, yeah. double headers. No, I was talking about 
um, there was a rumor in 2017 claiming that he had sex with an underage girl in 73. But that was a whole other story. So I don't know why they're keeping him out. But he's officially banned from baseball um, after he admitted that he gambled when he played. And he managed. So I think yeah. he, when he was managing, he bet on baseball as well. But as long as he wow. didn't bet that against well, his own team, I think that could be fine. That. Yeah. Because he didn't I mean, throw any games. Because that's what they did with the, the Chicago Black, what they call the Chicago Black Sox with uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Them catching that uh-huh. in, 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 in the league. I think that's a, I think that's a shame. You know, yeah, it's a black mark on the industry. But hell, look what, look what, look what the owners were doing to those guys. They were underpaying, man. They're cutting So hey, right. man, when hell, I should be having it. So let's get, let's get real about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that that is that's crazy. But I I think that just having it for, um, I mean, like I said, he didn't. Michael Jordan, I mean, because they had a ban. Like you could not gamble because of the mob stuff that happened. From people throwing World Series and stuff back in the days, they went overboard by saying that you you can't gamble. But people were mm-hmm. getting extorted and stuff, and you know, mob influence stuff. You know, like they were throwing games. But mm-hmm. um, Michael Jordan, those guys would golf, and they would bet on golfing while they were golfing. They were still gambling. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think that that should be a thing. Now, um, you know, I haven't done. Um, Court this week in court or court stories in a while, so I'm going to run through a couple of them before we go into the next um, to our Tiffany story. But um, the, the, the Nebraska Supreme Court upheld the death sentence of a man who murdered a woman during sex, then dismembered and mutilated her. Now the execution said is proportional with his act and disregard for human life, and there's no mitigating circumstances. But they tried to get him off of. Um, his his death penalty stuff for mitigating circumstances, but he he's just a serial killer. I don't even know what to say. But <laughs> uh, an appeals court in Arizona dismissed the father's wrongful death lawsuit against the mental health counselor um, counseling firm after the mother of his twins drowned them in a pool. Now the firm um, huh? showed that the mother the mother refused to participate in mental health evaluations. And the father wanted to sue them because she killed his kids. But they found that they were not responsible for um, improperly assessing her because she wouldn't come. So you can't tell me that I'm responsible if dad never had any interaction with them. Now, the Eighth Circuit Circuit Court upheld the more than $550,000 in restitution um, um, and a restitution sentence from a formal, um, he was a postal worker, a male, a male um, deliverer. That dude mm-hmm. was stealing checks out of people's, um, out of people's mail. <laughs> and they said that he must pay for stealing checks and selling them. He would steal them and sell them. So he has to pay $550,000 in restitution. The court upheld it. He tried to get out of it. I don't know why that's mm. a thing. Like, you steal people money, you're like... Hey, um, I shouldn't have to pay that back. No, you stole it. Yeah, I, 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 no, no harm, no foul. You know. Yeah, exactly. You're not stolen. Now, um, really? yes, <laughs> I can't believe we did that. <laughs> now, the attorney, the attorney general of the District of Columbia, sued 
the Washington Redskins slash Commanders um, owner, Dan Snyder, and his NFL team for millions of dollars on Thursday, saying that Snyder fostered uh, a workplace of sexual harassment for decades, but kept the truth away from mm-hmm. fans to maximize profit. So, I don't know if you know that story, but he was trying to take a shot at the D.C. Um, Attorney General for something um, for something else to try to distract them from the charges that they were going to press on them, and they still press charges on them anyway. They, 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 from what I understand, they should have got Roger Goodell's ass, too, because he was involved in that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so, yeah, they I'm knew, following that story. Yeah. Since they knew, you think they would have um, they would have done something, but apparently um, they felt like, you know, we can brush this up under the rug, is what Dan, uh, mm. what Roger Goodell and those guys did. Now, the Eighth Circuit panel found that Arkansas court properly demit, dismissed a lawsuit. Uh, here's what happened. There was a lawsuit uh, from an Arkansas that the city wanted to sue Netflix and Hulu for refusing to pay a franchising fee for their streaming services. They passed an ordinance that if you show your services, it was the Arkansas Video Service Act, and they wanted to to give cities the right to file lawsuits against streaming services. It sounds stupid because it is. Okay. So I'm like, I kept reading that story thinking, what the heck did y'all try to get money from them for? But the city wanted them to pay to stream services to people inside the city. They wanted to tax them. Arkansas, a Republican state, at that. You know what we didn't talk about? You you saw what happened with uh, Alex Jones and his company. The judge ordered them uh, a few weeks Mm -hmm. ago to pay that $417 million for promoting false conspiracy Mm -hmm. theories. So um, the families got I think the ju- total judgment was one point four billion dollars forty four billion dollars. Mm. <laughs> here's, here's my question. Is that freedom of speech though? Well that mess with your freedom of speech. Oh, for for Alex Jones? Four, three, yeah. For him. Well yeah, but freedom of speech once it caused harm is a problem, right? So I can't okay. slander you. If you if I say something about you and you lose your job, that's not freedom of speech. I slandered you. So what Alex right. Jones was when he was telling it was a hoax and he was naming families saying that this person was lying oh. and that person was lying and they were getting death mm. threats. A couple of them moved, had to move that from their homes and stuff because Alex Jones was naming them by name. Mm. He didn't okay. just say Sandy, Sandy Cook was a hoax. He was like, this family right here is lying about their child dying. And he got sued for it. You cannot slander people. Yeah, you that's true. Right, because once something happens, you're liable for that, and he wouldn't take none yeah. of that back. Because mm-hmm. then he started, you know, getting real irate about it. You know, saying, uh, "Oh, I can say what I want to," and it was freedom of speech. Yeah, you can't do that. So you know, Trump mm-hmm. does that a lot, where he starts naming yeah. people and saying, you know, like he would always, you know, the Republicans are really good at making Nancy Pelosi a villain, and you know, once her, yeah. her, her husband got attacked. You know, we need, they need to go after and say, who's been promoting go after Nancy Pelosi? And you're going to find out mm. people like Trump, who was like, they need to be out of here. You know, I think mm. um, AOC 
got a lot of death threats too when oh yeah they I watched when it. they were at their point I watched of making her a villain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're her and uh, Iman and uh, they said Pelosi's the number one. They everybody hates her the most, and they said Elon Iman is third, and AOC is number two. Like, wow. Yeah, and for no yeah. good reason. She didn't. She really yeah. didn't do any. It's what she's saying, but she didn't do anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. So you would right. think that you have the freedom of speech to talk, but that freedom right. of speech is very different. You're putting somebody's life at risk um, just by, right. you know, by doing that. So mm-hmm. okay. So I did see the story. Um, where Keith Olbermann's reaction, I didn't hear mm-hmm. it. I want, I'm going to watch the the video mm-hmm. after this on. Keith, Keith Olbermann has um, Countdown with Keith Olbermann. Um, and so mm-hmm. um, you can go back and, and, and view it. But he is right. You know, he, he said he questioned why fellow news hosts on MSNBC, such as Chris Hayes and mm-hmm. Rachel Maddow, have not spoken up. Um, regarding the firing of um, Tiffany Cross. Now, you're going to have to tell me, I don't know why she was fired, but they were saying well, that... They said she was... Go what happened? No, I don't know what no, happened. No, they said she was, she was always skating on thin ice because of her... Because of, she was speaking out against stuff, and then when she went on Charlemagne the God show, she said that uh, Florida should be... Florida should be castrated. They should be alleviated from uh from 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 the uh states man so you know and she pretty much said florida should have had a nuts cut out that's what she said right and right. they fired her for that that so, has nothing she didn't I'm say thinking, anything on the air but she didn't say and she didn't say anything on the msnbc right she said it on no, somebody else well, they, they were well if you, if you look at the uh the what's the name show uh what's that happen they got fired from uh, Fox. Megan Kelly, because yeah. Tiffany came after her. She was gloating. Yeah, and Tiffany Cross got fired. Thank God, man. And I'm thinking to myself, you bitch. Right. How could you sit there and say some stuff like that about another, a fellow a woman journalist? You know, you're glad she got fired? Hey, chickens would come on the roof, sister. And when you got fired from Fox, you know, everybody was sympathetic towards you. you know? Right. Come on, you know, but yeah, that's that's what they fired it for, man. But you know, you, you go on Fox News and these people are making jokes about uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband that don't nothing happen to them. Well, they right. must NBC they got rid of. I'm like, you know what, man? MSNBC sucks. I I, I, I and Joy Reid is the only one that spoke out. And, right. and I watch her show, but anybody else on there, I ain't watching nothing else on MSNBC, man. I refuse to watch it. I turn it off. Mm-mm. Now yep. I'm spoken. Yep, and now that I know this, I'm not doing it either. They're not getting any more ratings from me. Um, no, I haven't really, I haven't really been watching them, and I've been watching them over the last couple of days, and I did not know this ha- that happened. And so, um, the, the thing with Keith Oberman, though, just to give our audience a little history, Keith Oberman is probably the most bravest person on that network. Mm-hmm. On mm-hmm. There, right? The only reason Rachel Maddow is on there is because Keith Oberman helped her get on TV. Mm-hmm. Right? So Keith Oberman is um, 
responsible for even getting her on there, and she won't say anything. So mm-hmm. none of these guys will go against the system. And once Comcast bought, um, once they bought MSNBC or NBC, I guess, once they bought it, they literally um, got rid of Keith Oberman. It was a part of their deal uh-huh. when they sold it that they needed mm-hmm. to get rid of Keith Oberman. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Yeah. You know, so Keith Oberman, I, I, I was hoping that he would come back on regular, you know, national TV, but nobody has picked him up. You have all yeah. these other networks out here. You have a ton. If I was, you know who I would have picked him up if I was on a black news network? Mm-hmm. You know that news channel yeah. that they had before? I would have picked up yeah. Keith Oberman. Yeah. Because Keith Oberman yeah. needs he should be heard. Like he need, they probably couldn't pay him, but he's he's not on a major platform. So if I could pay him, I would be rebroadcasting his YouTube. He does a half hour show, what? right, or something like that. Yeah. But I would rebroadcast it. Keith Oberman. One one thing I like about Keith Oberman, he didn't pick sides. He just he was right down the middle. And you know when 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 President Obama screwed up, he he better like he screwed this up, partner. You know, he didn't, he didn't get no favors. That's what they all liked about him. But, hey, you know, well, all these other people, they step and Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but I didn't know that about, you know, MSNBC has a history of this. So let's go back oh. to uh, Melissa Harris Perry. Yeah. Let's go back to yeah. the firing of, you know, they fired Al Sharpton a while ago yeah. until yeah. – they needed to bring a map because they didn't have any diversity. So mainstream media goes through this. Um, so whether it's them, CNN, I don't know why, what's her name, Angela Rye isn't still on TV. And she, she actually was coming on Tiffany Cross's show. Angela right. Rye has done stints on CNN and on MSNBC. And every now and then when they say something that mainstream media does not like, or conservative yeah. people don't like, they fire them. But on yeah. Fox, on any of the Sinclair stations, they can say anything they want about anybody, and they never get fired. Never. Right. And it's not like Tiffany Cross said something, like, really damaging to anybody. Not something that we all don't know, <laughs> right? Right. About that's for sure. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's... That's unfortunate and crazy, but I'm not watching them for that. And I never, you know, honestly, I didn't watch Tiffany's show a lot, but I actually like her, you know, and like yeah. her respect. So, I see, I wonder if she's banned from the network, if they're going to bring her I back. Don't, I don't know. Because, you know, sometimes they do that. Like, they'll, they'll fire somebody, and then they'll bring them back, or they'll get rid of their show. Mm-hmm. So, when you watch somebody like, um, who is that? Um... Jonathan Lemire or somebody has a show, and um, they'll just keep bringing those same people back who are reporting, and then they'll bring them back. But they sometimes do do that. They never do that with black people, mm-hmm. but that's old enough. They do, they do that with other people. They'll bring them on as commentators when they, when they get rid of their show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. So, ah. yeah. Yeah, I don't. I want to beat that too, up too much because I'm not a big MSNBC fan. It's just there's a couple nah. of shows that I watch, 
And I used to I used to like um, Lawrence O'Donnell's show, but Keith Oberman even called yeah. him out. Yeah. He's not as brave as yeah. people think. You know, they're partisan. Okay, so he was making a graph. I was like, wow. <laughs> Did he call him that? Yeah, man, you gotta really you gotta go to that interview. I'm like, whoa, man. Yeah, they're part of they're Yeah, they're partisan, but they have no balance, right? right. So when it comes to certain issues, that they will get fired if they fight too hard for certain issues. Like I'm hearing, now, now that the Senate's back, and if they get one more, they can get rid of, um, you know, codify Roe versus Wade and all this. They, nobody's talking about the John. Um, John Lewis is the Voting Rights Act stuff. All right. these guys are staying away from that, and right. that's what the first thing. The reason that we're in this pro, in this situation for voting, mm-hmm. voting access, is because they weakened the Voting Rights Act. Right. So the, the Supreme right. Court didn't strike it down. They said that one section. So they're saying the Congress mm-hmm. has to review it, and once they review it, they can correct it. That's what the Supreme Court said. They didn't strike it down completely. So mm-hmm. when, the, when the Senate comes back in session, if they have 51, they can negate, yeah, mm-hmm. they can negate Joe Manchin. And here's what yeah. I would do. I would ask Joe Manchin, like if, it's, if they really do have 51, right, and Joe Manchin wants to keep his seat or whatever he's doing from being conservative, I would ask him to vote against it. And the reason yeah. why is because if it's 50-50, then Kamala gets to vote. Right. Right? And she so, breaks it. And he still right. stays. He breaks ties. So mm-hmm. if he wants to act like I'm totally against this and upset and I'm going to vote against it, vote against it. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Right? right? So there's a mechanism for him saving his face in West Virginia if that's what he wants to do. But that 51 mm-hmm. vote will help that. But they need to put the John Lewis Voting Rights Act into law. That's hey man, I, that's why I said this vote and and, and 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 Georgia is more important than ever now. That that, yeah. that is more important than ever now. So people in Georgia, if you're listening to my voice, get out and vote like your life depends on it because it does. Yeah. These clowns are talking about gun social security, Medicare, Medicaid and they, and they, they weren't even hiding. I'm like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get rid of government exactly. spending. Michelle, you're going to get rid of the tax breaks you're giving the wealthy people. We're going to get rid of government spending that's helping the poor people. You sound, you sound ridiculous. You sound right. stupid. And anybody that voted for that sounded stupid. I'm like, I can't deal with people that vote, that vote like that. You're, you're voting for somebody who's going to cut your damn throat. So that you don't have Medicare, Medicaid, or Social Security. And then one guy, well, I used to always one guy my job about it. He used to always say, "Well, you know, I I, I think that I can. I just gotta have more than one stream of income." I said, "Hey, stupid! How long have you been working?" He said, "Since I was 17." I said, "And you've been paying for Social Security since you were 17, and you're gonna give all that money back and, and not have no money coming back from us?" I said, "You sound stupid." I said, I said, since you want to be that stupid, I said, give me your money every week, and I don't have to pay you back nothing. I said, you, right. sound, I said, you sound stupid. I said, that's dumb. No. Mm-mm. Well, well the, the one thing that I, I want people to understand about Social Security is Social Security is insurance. It's Social Security mm-hmm. insurance. 
you've been paying for insurance. You're not. That's not federal money that's coming from taxpayers' money. That is your money. It's insurance. Right. So, you know, they keep making it look like, oh, well, we're having financial problems because of Social Security or we we are um, running a deficit because of Social Security. Social Security is not adding to the deficit. It is not adding to anything. It is Social Security insurance. So you pay into insurance like you pay your regular car insurance. It's insurance. Mm-hmm. That when you get older, you actually get payments back. It's a regular annuity is how you should probably look at it. You get annuity how payments, pay, back pay into it. How, much, how, how about to pay back all the money they borrowed from it they paid back? Yeah. That's where, that's, where the, that's where it comes in at. So I'm glad you brought that up. So George W. Bush, when they did the, um, what, the Gulf War, borrowed mm-hmm. over like almost a, I think it was $1.6 trillion. He borrowed it against Social Security. Mm-hmm. That's how they paid for that right. war. So um, they've been borrowing against Social Security and then telling you they don't have no money because they want to forgive <laughs> the bonds and the loans that they took out against it. Because remember, mm-hmm. those are, you're just paying yourself back. Right. So it's like a whole life policy. You can borrow out of your own policy and then pay yourself back, which means that if you get a death benefit, they'll just subtract what you borrowed against it if you didn't pay it back. So right. the interest goes back into that. And I know that's a lot of math for for especially I know we're going back. But still I'm just I'm just gonna say still, we need to be conscious of that. Um you know, speaking of um the Voting Right Act, I didn't do this story from last week. But Texas well, where was that? I think it was in Texas that there was a there was a black man who was um I'm trying to think, he was trying to vote like so a black man he was facing 40 years in prison for voter fraud and a felony indictment served by texas attorney general after he stood in line for hours like he was in line for hours to cast his vote and they arrested him um for 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 what was it fraud and a felony indictment and um because he wanted because he voted in the primary he waited six hours to submit his ballot and then they wanted to arrest him for fraud. That case was dismissed, wow. by the way. But the attorney they actually course. arrested him. He was facing forty years. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's why that's yes. why the Voting Rights Act needs to be in there because it protects from unlawful like um intimidation from people who don't mm-hmm. want you to vote. Exactly. All right. All right, so there you have it. That is all the news that we have for today. We thought we'd give you a full news new show today so we'll see you again next yeah. week and alias you know I, I was gonna say you can take us out tell make sure people go out and vote all right yeah if you don't have, if you don't vote you don't have a voice folks so go out and vote all right well see you guys again right. next week all right all right bye-bye later